someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. It is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Thursday. That's Thursday, January 4th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News and current events, we're happy to do that. Let's talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine, and we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of florida you can pick us up on iHeartRadio. go to realradio.fm that's our website check that out follow me on twitter at real Jim. then of course send us a text on anything at any time we will read it we may use it on the air that's real mobile 77031 but on the phones long distance and toll free one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one for those of you in the metro four zero seven Nine one six one zero four one. Most here. She's got news. Yes. In a couple of minutes, we'll work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Please remember, the file is now in a four-day work week. Woo! That was part of the uh, deal for uh, keeping me out of retirement. I said, "Yeah, okay, give me Fridays off." You know, thinking that. Oh, they said, "Okay, all right, I'll buy into it." So, Jim Culver, Dirty Jim for the Monsters, will have his own program between three and seven on Fridays on Real Radio. So for all intents and purposes, what we've done is what we usually have done on Fridays, and we squeeze that back into Thursdays, if you follow my drift. So we will talk with Pat Clark later in the program. Eddie the Shaman will be coming in today as well, in addition, of course, to Jack's audio file, the bonus round of Closest to the Pin, the regular round of Closest to the Pin, So You Want to Win, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a little bit confusing, primarily for me, for a while <laughs> until I can figure out that uh, Thursdays are right. Thursdays, uh, but Fridays are part of Thursdays, and then and whatever. To I'm confuse sure the fun. matter more, throw in a short holiday work week. Oh, dear. Yeah, <laughs> so now exactly. it's Tuesday, but it's really Thursday, so, Friday. There you yes. go. Anyway, the Jim what? Colbert Show will be heard on real radio between 3 and 7 on Fridays. We have plenty of things to talk about. Uh, well, of course, the uh, Disney Parade. To honor uh, the University of Central Florida, some controversy over that, arguments still going back and forth on whether they should be uh, considered the national champions. I understand the argument, certainly, mm-hmm. uh, but I think um, I think you can make the claim. I understand the arguments about the bowl selection system and who should be national champion. I, I get all that, but uh, but after you know when they open up the record books in ten years. 
and say who won the national cha- football championship in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. it's either going to be Georgia or Alabama. That's just the way it's going to be. Now, does the system need to be rectified? Of course it does. I'm not crazy about this idea of the Disney of, of a parade at Disney. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know whether they figured out a way where UCF students can can they get in there for can they show a student ID or get something? in for a discount? What are they doing? I think there's some allowances being made, like especially like for season ticket holders as well. That's um, a lot of normally money. It costs one hundred thirty three dollars right. for an adult. I'm sorry, what? One hundred and thirty three dollars for admission to for the, the park. Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's been a while for me. However, my sources tell me there may be a workaround, not necessarily for. Sunday's parade, but maybe an alternate event on an alternate day. I'm just saying. Another parade? What? Like a downtown parade or a UCF parade? What? My sources, uh, uh, you know, I I think they're in a meeting right now, and I hopefully we'll have more later this afternoon. So anyway, so there's uh, some discussion on that. And then my sources within Disney, I'm still trying to uh, find out whether uh, Disney would say, "Look, uh, we, you know, we're going to throw you a parade. We're going to cover all the costs of the float and the this and the that and the whatever." But you can't put national champion on there. They certainly can't put no. Well, sorry, you can't put. You can put Peach Bowl champion, yeah, uh, conference champion. But you can't put national champion on there because, because we'll probably have the national champion. Look, it's all screwed up. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand all that stuff. I think there is a legitimate. I certainly believe there's a legitimate argument on the part of UCF and their season. And I think there's a legitimate argument as well about how it stacked up preseason and strength of schedule and all that kind of stuff. But the more that you bitch and complain about this and run up banners that say national champion, and then you get your clock clean because that'll happen happen sooner or later sooner or later you know on the as they call it the gridiron you will get your clock clean and somebody's going to say oh we took down the national champions mm-hmm. so you just have to be be very be very very careful of what you wish for but i do understand Danny White, the athletics director at UCF, I understand the argument being made by the players and the coaches and this, and certainly the fans and the students and everybody else who are supporters of UCF. But after a while, it's I'm just telling you, it's going to become tiresome because for the most part, outside of Central Florida, nobody's nobody's. This is this is not a big deal. Now maybe during the national champ. Quote, national championship game. <laughs> On Monday. There will be some discussion about this. But once that game is over with, the only people who are going to be talking about this will be UCF. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah, but raising the conversation and bringing awareness to the system. Danny right. White it was on ESPN today. We'll have him later in the audio file. And has done several national interviews Raising, you know, uh, the, you know, pointing the, the shining the light on where this system I'm has argu- flaws. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. As a matter of fact, a former president of the university, a student president of the University of Central Florida, has a good commentary in today's uh, edition of the Orlando Sentinel Savior UCF Championship and rigged path to playoffs. You know, I I I don't have any argument with that. But you know, you you can make a claim, but officially, it's not going to be in the books. That's all that I'm saying. I understand to make the argument, but if you're going to make the argument, pay attention to us because we're the national champions. That's not going to get you anywhere, I don't think. I think the argument can be made that the system is flawed. But to run around and say, we got the banner, we're the national champions, no, it's, it's just not going to end that way. I'm sorry to tell you. Been there, done that. 
Anyway, so what else do we have? A, uh, I'm running out of time, and I want to get to this because a, uh, remember uh, Deborah St. Charles? Deborah St. Charles has been behind bars in the Orange County Correction System since August. All right? Since August. Because she couldn't make bail. Now, she was accused. She is the woman who was accused of leaving a toddler in a uh, daycare van last summer. And she's been charged, I believe, with manslaughter. And she could not make bail. Her bail was set, I believe, at $30,000. She doesn't have money to, to meet that, uh, that requirement. Right. And uh, now there's, uh, there's a possibility that her bond will be reduced to $2,500. And uh, she probably doesn't have $2,500. Hmm. And even if she secured a bail bondsman and they coughed up $250, there's a very good chance she doesn't even have $250. Mm-hmm. This is a system that is broken. There are 750,000 fellow of your fellow citizens who are behind bars. They're in local jails across the country awaiting trial because they cannot afford bail. The only people that can afford bail are rich people. It is a flawed system. Now, the idea is, of course, bail is uh, set so uh, people won't flee. People are not, they're not fleeing. That lady, Number one, no. if you're accused of first-degree murder, they're not letting you out, okay? If you're accused of uh, robbing a bank and firing shots at police officers, they're not letting you out. She is not a danger to the community. Now, what's happened uh, she probably, if not already, she's lost her home. Her kids, I believe, are in custody at DCF. They might be in foster homes. There was no reason in the She will face a jury of her peers and face the charge against her if found guilty. She could serve 10 to, I believe, 30 years behind bars. But denial of bail is imprisoning people based on their wealth or lack of wealth. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. This is, uh, I, I think this is, I, I, I just find this outrageous that this woman has been held behind bars. She's, she's not guilty of anything. The question is, is she a risk? You know, it costs about $150 a day to keep somebody behind bars, somebody accused of a crime who can't post bail, about $150. Now, in her particular case, you could equip her with an ankle bracelet. That costs about $25 a day. Where's she going? Where's she fleeing? And most people, they're not going to flee because they know if they're caught, I mean, if there's a bench warrant put out for the arrest, they're going back to jail where they didn't want to be in the first place. Uh-huh. This is just, this is, a, this is a bad system, I believe, that we have in the United States that ought to be reformed. Let's see what else is going on. Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the uh, United States, he is now uh, telling his, uh, his uh, federal prosecutors across the nation uh, it's going to leave it up to them, but he considers uh, he uh, he doesn't like the idea that states have um, decriminalized uh, marijuana. Still a federal crime to be in possession of marijuana. Still a federal crime. And he's saying, I want you federal prosecutors out there across the United States to consider you now have my uh, permission to go after people, whether they have legalized marijuana, medical marijuana, or anything else. Because Jeff Sessions, the attorney general and former senator from the state of Alabama, he really he does. He stated this before. He believes that marijuana is on the same level as heroin. Correct. He thinks it is as bad as heroin. 
So there's no telling what's going to happen in that particular case. And, of course, the big story, the juicy story, continues to be Michael Wolff's upcoming Trump book, oh, Fire oh. and Fury. Boy, juicy <laughs> is an understatement there, stuff there all. I mean, I'm going to get the book. And uh, we're going to read it on the air until uh, the publisher tells us to stop. Hmm. But uh, I, I can't imagine it's a very big book. That might be. I don't know how many pages it might be. But we'll get the book. By the way, if you want to read excerpts, you can go to The Guardian, go to Hollywood Reporter, and uh, the new, I, I believe uh, New York Magazine yes. has, uh, has printed some excerpts as well. Everything from his hair to uh, his his love of fast food because he's afraid of being poisoned. He's told the White House staff, do not mm-hmm. touch. He says, do not touch my things. Um, somebody recommended, I can't, I think it was Boehner, who was he, now he's in war with John, uh, not Boehner, with uh, Bannon. He's in war with Bannon of Breitbart. And Bannon suggested that John Boehner, who left the uh, the position of uh, of uh, Speaker of the House, become his chief of staff. And according to Fire and Fury, Trump said, who? Jim, the book is 336 <laughs> pages. Yeah, well. Maybe and it's, it's the talk of the town in Washington, as you might imagine. So anyway, and everybody's calling him, at least according to the book, uh, calling him a dumbass and, uh, and uh, a moron. And uh, the real question is whether he is fit or unfit to be the president of the United States, despite the fact that he won the election. So there we go. What else do we have going on? That's about it for now. Mo's got the news next. We'll go from there. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio Time for the news. Here's Mo. Jim, the news brought to you today by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Well, there's good news and bad news. The good news is that nobody won the Powerball. The bad news is no, none of nobody won the Powerball. In other words, we played what's bad it. about that? We did, well, what's, what's oh, you that's mean one news. of us didn't win? Correct. Yeah. We didn't win the Powerball. That's the bad news. The good news is nobody won the Powerball. Right. Yeah, correct. Okay. Although there was no winning Powerball in last night's drawing. It was 440. Now it's up. It's going to be $550 million. Now I'll start playing. That's sick what? money. What? <laughs> that ha- is sick, that's more sick than Do you money. believe Pinkman said if he won on Saturday night, he would not show up to run Sunday morning coming down? Yeah, screw you. That's not nice. I know, that's kind of rude. I didn't say screw you. Oh, he, I just on. said if I'm that rich, why am I going to get up early? That's a good point. Because you gave your word. It's a commitment. <laughs> I have enough money to pay off my word. I will tell you this, though. Somebody got all five oh, of the white balls, that's even worse. but did not get the power ball. That's, that's just... Oh, oh, so, oh, oh that's, that's worse. What I mean, do they, they get? get? Money, but... Yeah, listen, what they get. What do they get? $3.5 million. Well, All right, okay. That's decent, right? Take the sting out of it. Yeah, if you got a pension plan, then you know that comes in, and you don't quit your job. Do you quit your job for three point yes. five million? Yes. Uh, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Totally it depends. Well, I depends all how old you are. 
Yeah. I'd be out in like a rock. Mid your mid twenties, three point five. You're still you, you fine. Could, you could fudge it, maybe. I'll invest. I know somebody you could use. Hold yeah, on. You're sixty five with a healthy four hundred one k and a pension plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, three point five. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Got your somebody, house paid off. Yeah. Yeah. You can go ahead. Oh, totally quit. Listen, the guy who won five out of the six numbers just forgot that Powerball twelve. Right. Oh. Didn't get that ball at the end, but he bought it at a gas station in California in a place called Ontario. California. Oh, yeah. That ticket worth three point, oh, I'm sorry, not three and a half, three point two million dollars. Still pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, that's good news and bad news. Uh, some bad well, news. I mean, so, so three point two, so what he's getting out of it, two? He's getting. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enough for a nice vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It depends what he's used to. He might be able to mm-hmm. retire. Yeah, maybe he's a vet. It is twenty years in the armed forces. Got that oh, coming a veteran. in. Oh, I thought you meant he takes care of dogs and cats. Or, you know, yeah. I didn't know he's a vet. I'm like, worked in the post office or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that civil service pension coming in plus yeah. another two million. Okay, here's some. Pretty I hate good. to I hate yeah. to start off with bad news, but Sears is closing another 100 plus stores. Sixty four of them are in the Kmart bucket. Thirty nine of them are regular Sears. They're in the crapper. They are. And I would be surprised. I mean, there's a bet. By the end of the year, will there be any Sears left open? Um, if I was a betting person, I would say very few. Yeah, if I were buying stock. And, you know, yeah, don't go with Sears Holdings. King. No. I'm telling you right now, when it comes to this market, mm. we're now in the eighth inning. <laughs> Take my word for it. There's going to be an adjustment, you think? There's, I a correction, they call it. To. Of course. It's just a matter of time. That's the way the market works. I know. And don't buy gold. Oh, not yet. Should have bought it three weeks ago. Thanks for telling us. You're gonna I was tell on vacation. Us. All right, listen. Couldn't couldn't text, huh? No. No. Nope. On vacation. A launch this week of <laughs> I'm a like a Jew on Friday after sundown. Shh, I don't quiet do anything. Notes. <laughs> and, and now it's Thursday. Catherine, hit the elevator button. <laughs> now it's Thursday at sundown. So I don't know how you're going to get home tonight. Pinkman, drive him. Thursday. I'll, I'll be your. Yeah, today is your Friday. I'll be your designated no, no, no. gentile. No, Friday is a Friday. Mm-hmm. A launch this week of a closely guarded payload by SpaceX. Will mark the first 2018 mission for Elon Musk-led company SpaceX. And uh, this is very quiet. Everyone's very quiet about this. It's the Zuma payload. It should be a very busy 2018 for SpaceX. Isn't that that, like, soda water that had alcohol in it that teens used to that's like? That's that drink? exercise program. It's a no, capsule full of uh, no, it, yoga pants. It was no. a club downtown in the 90s. Mm. Oh, Zuma Beach. No. And it's not Zima? They're, Zima No, Beach. that's the water stuff no no it's alcohol isn't that a beer yeah i think it's some kind nah. of i don't know malt Al- liquor alka pop yeah that's right uh they... i'll give you a clue water is part of uh a bonus round of closest to the pin water start oh. studying oh the... uh, what are you talking about are we gonna have the surf report today <laughs> no a, two... uh, a two-hour oh, win i've done away with the surf report uh, me too Oh, boy, Pinkman. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even have to win the Powerball for <laughs> that. Oh, he's not even showing up. <laughs> what a windfall. The two-hour window, just so you know, will open at 8 p.m. on Friday. Few details disclosed because it's very hush-hush. It's Northrop Grumman. That means it's a military quiet thing. You know, it's very secretive. All right. And uh, that's that. Well, that's all. Now, we got some more news. I got to take a break. Got some more news. Don't forget uh, Pat Clark later in the program. We've taken everything on Friday because we won't be here on Fridays anymore. <laughs> so we've taken everything for Friday and shoved it back into Thursday. We'll even get the... Uh, no, we won't. Will we? Wait a what? minute. What? I'm getting all confused. It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1.
Got that bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. Don't even think about an old time surf report. I uh, put that in the in the you know what can. Oh no no trash Back can. To the news. Here's oh, more. Okay, a woman accused of leaving her uh, uh, charge, I would say, or a toddler in a daycare van. She was running the daycare van and she forgot one of the kids. The baby's in the back, and um, she now will be allowed to bond out of jail. Uh, a judge says, if DCF says it's okay, I'll reduce it from 30000 to $2,500. This 52-year-old woman is charged with aggravated manslaughter in the death of this little kid, 3-year-old Miles Hill. Uh, this all happened in the heat of the summer in August, early August, and he was there for 12 hours. No reason she should be behind bars. Uh, There's she, no reason that a majority of people within the Orange County Correction System or any correction system should be behind bars. They're only behind bars because they can't meet bail. It's an antiquated system. The woman has never been a danger to anybody, including herself. She's never been a threat to anybody. She's never been in trouble. Uh, she lost her home after she was arrested, and um, somebody had to take her children in. I believe it's a form of a cruel and unusual punishment. She's not guilty of anything well, other, looks than, like there's... other than being poor. Good news on the horizon. They are going to reduce the bond, uh, well, the bail for, to 2500 She's supposed to go to trial, and there's well, probably a pretty good true. chance she's going to be found guilty of something, maybe a lesser charge. I don't think they're going to convict her on a manslaughter charge. As part of a crackdown on legal marijuana, uh, with all the talk about California and recreational marijuana and this and that this week. Got that red, bro. The Justice Department and Jeff Sessions and even the President of the United States, Jim, is set to roll back the Obama administration policy because it has his name sort of smelling of him somewhere. You know, uh, they, they are not yeah. going to challenge state laws that allow people to use pot for medical and recreational uses. Uh, it's a dramatic shift in marijuana. Some people call it Mary Jane enforcement policy. Uh, they really got their head up their ass, don't they? This is anything that says it's an Obama administration directive that we're changing that. They don't care what it is. Now yeah. it's about marijuana. Um, it, Jeff Sessions has for a long time been a very tight ass about this. You don't and, like marijuana? Don't use marijuana, okay? We're not yeah, making bro. Jeff you Sessions yeah, smoke hey, up, bro. Nope. <laughs> Jeff Sessions you're, you're, has long been against pot, Jim. And he equates it with heroin. That's a little bizarre. A little bizarre. It is. And it's also, uh, this is interesting, because as California approved it, and people were buying recreational marijuana, a lot of pot stocks went up. After this Jeff Sessions thing, damn, they all just fell in the toilet. Well, these pot growers and dispensaries, they can't even deal with the banks because no, it's still against allowed. federal Fe- law. Uh-huh. So the banks say, we're not touching that. We're not getting anywhere. You're not getting any loans. You can't uh, right. deposit your money yeah. here. We're not doing any of that kind of stuff. Even the first green bank. Even the first green bank. No, they don't want correct. any part of it, no. Well, I mean, it's not because, it's because, hey, yeah. we don't want to get in trouble with the feds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Going to have trouble with the feds. The yeah. feds. Whitey Bulger up in <laughs> Coleman for crying out loud. <laughs> Henry Hill dead. Mm. What? Well, that's a spoiler alert. Shocker. Bombarazzi. Nobody's heard from, heard from him. I haven't finished the end of Goodfellas. Thanks Gino for Bespucci. ruining it. Where's he? Nobody heard from him either. That's what are you going to do? Stugats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, Madonad. Facebook. Get some Madonad for you right here. Yeah, hey, mozzarella. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is making a New Year's resolution to fix the social media site. He's on a mission to eliminate harassing behavior and social media abuse. Now, Zuckerberg says he wants FB, Facebook, to better protect the online community because the world feels anxious, the world feels divided. Yeah, because you did a crappy job up until this point. Well, now he's on it. Facebook plans uh. to open dialogue channels for improvements by bringing in experts from various fields like politics, media, government, 
and technology. You still thinking about running for president? I, gosh, I don't know. Slow down, Mo. Slow down a little bit. I know it's Thursday and you think it's Friday or it's Friday and Thursday. Is Zuckerberg still thinking about running? Now they say Iger, who's, uh, who's the president of the uh, Disney Empire. Yeah. He was thinking about running for the Democratic nomination. Interesting. I bet it'll not be Not a... now. No. When? Well, he's not. Because he got an extension to keep him Oh, to stay at Disney, of course. The big cheese. <laughs> yeah. L.A. is once again paying tribute, Jim, to the band The Doors. Today is the second annual Day of the Doors in Los Angeles to honor Ooh. the legendary band. The street signs for Morrison Street and Densmore Avenue will be revealed in Encino to pay tribute to The Doors drummer, John Densmore, and late frontman, of course, Jim Morrison. The streets have been around for ages and weren't named for the musicians, but the new signs will be placed in their honor. The first Day of the Doors was held last year to honor the band's 50th anniversary. My sister saw him in concert in Miami. How That's was when, it? Uh, Jim Morrison dropped his pants. Oh, my word. When he got banned from oh, did, Florida. Did yeah. he get arrested for that? I did. Yeah. Oh, boy. Charlie Chris pardoned him. Points. Mm. Nice. Posthumously. Points. No, oh, he was dead already? Wow, double points. Oh, he was Damn way you. dead. Oh, way dead. Oh, I didn't know. He was way dead. Oh, are you doing door stuff now? I didn't know there was levels of oh, dead. Either you're dead or you're not dead. Mm. I know my door's trivia. Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, the bombshell book about Donald Trump hit will hit the bookshelves next week. But this is great reading. Whether it's true or not, it's still great reading. There's already just a ton of snippets out there, and some of them are juicier than all get out. Uh, the first one. <laughs> Here, here's what. Let me get this Go one, ahead. You take that this one. Is, this is one I had not read until Mo brought it to yeah, my oh, attention. Oh, it's a juicy one. Yeah. The hair. Mm-hmm. Dutiful daughter, Ivanka, wasn't above a chortle when her friends about her father's uh, about her father's infamous orange comb-over. Mm-hmm. Quote, she often described the mechanics behind it to friends, an absolutely clean pate, a contained island after scalp reduction surgery, surrounded by a furry circle of hair around the sides and front, from which all ends are drawn up to meet in the center, and then swept back and secured by a stiffening spray. The color, she would point out to comical effect, was a product called Just for Men. The longer it was left on, the darker it got. Impatience resulted in Trump's orange blonde <laughs> color. Really? He was so impatient, I guess, to wash it out. This it is out. the color that it came up with. And now every time he's got to wash it quickly because otherwise his hair will be all over the, the map. Jim. <laughs> well, you know his hair is in disarray when he wears the cap. The That's, he hasn't had America a good hair day. Right, yeah. right, right, right. You know, it's not. MAGA. MAGA. Yeah, MAGA. MAGA. Uh, yeah, I did find it amusing <laughs> that he's so afraid of being poisoned that he eats um, hamburgers from McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, nice. So Smart. What he says is, one reason, one of the reasons that he loves to order fast food burgers, yeah. uh, specifically, has people go out from McDonald's. And I, I told you, I think it was before the break, they did a, uh, a calorie count on what he eats. It was the, the two quarter pounders, a filet fish and a this and a that. It was like 2,800 calories for lunch, which is probably like three times what you're... This is not a guy who impresses me that he's getting on the treadmill in the morning. He's not. It turns out that Donald Trump, believe it or not, Jim, has a longtime fear of somebody poisoning him. He thinks he's going to be poisoned or that someone will spit in the food. I mean, the White House has a staff of chefs, right? He doesn't want to eat from downstairs in the kitchen of the White House. That's good food, I'll bet, though. Yeah, right? He has people. Nothing against McDonald's. He has people run out. People are making you whatever oh, yeah. your heart desires, Donald. Right. right? 
But no, instead of them making him whatever his, he thinks that they're going to point, I don't know, spit in it or something. I don't or know, put their, their greasy little fingers in it. I, he's afraid of Henry VIII or something. What's going on here? Being, you he's can poisoned. never be too careful. Well, he says this germophobia that he has of people getting, you know, germs in his food or poison in his what. <laughs> it also has resulted in the president of the United States stripping his own bed of the linens. He's making his own bed. Uh, yes. He is not making his he, own bed. No, he strips. Might... He If they're going to be changing the linens, I don't know if it's every night or every other or whatever, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the Trumpster oh, no. himself, Jim, takes the sheets and the pillowcases and balls it up and puts it out. Wait a minute. Don't you think the president of the United States gets clean sheets every day? All right. So every yes. day, the president of the United States, while he's watching Fox and Friends and in between tweeting. He's pulling the corners off the fitted sheets. He's taking everything off the bed. On taking, commercial breaks. Taking the pillowcases off of the pillows and balling it up and putting it out. He doesn't want anyone to touch his sheets. It, do you think he puts it in a hamper or a dumbwaiter? I think he just puts it outside his bedroom door. <laughs> I think he just leaves it in a pile. I think he leaves it in a in a dirty, crumpled pile at the foot of the bed or somewhere else, and then he goes about his business. I really love video of that. Mm-hmm. He's also told the housekeepers. <laughs> now, again, a staff of cooks. We, we talked about that. A staff of housekeepers, right? He told them, do not touch my personal grooming stuff. Like, don't touch my hairbrush. Don't touch my toothbrush. Don't, like, neaten. It's a germaphobe. I'm surprised he shakes hands with anybody. Don't neaten it up. You know, they come in to clean the bathroom. He's got a fake hand. Oh, my God. What? A fake that hand. Attaches on now, to, yeah. Oh, cool. Now, I thought, I mistakenly thought that Steve Bannon wrote this book, but this is a... No. He, no, no Steve no. Bannon did not write this book. No, Michael no, no. Wolf wrote Michael, Michael Wolf. Michael Wolf. Who was? There's, there are questions about Michael Wolf and things that he's written in the past. And you remember people were he's shocked. He's done good work, and then he's done yeah. questionable work. Oh. It wasn't just Rex Tillerson who may have called the president a bad name. The Rex Tillerson, you remember, it was a big... Splash all over the news when Rex Tillerson reportedly called the president a moron last right. year. Yeah, exactly. Well, now it turns out that both Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and former White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus, they used the word the president was an idiot. <laughs> For former Goldman Sachs executive Gary Cohn, that he's also involved in some economic advisor, they called him, they said, Gary Cohn's words were, he's dumb as poop, although he used the bad word for that. <laughs> they, he said the president was dumb as blank. And then for National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster, he describes President Trump as All a right. dope. Yeah, he's going down. His kids know. are going down. Or somebody's. Who, what? Oh, Who, what, what? I don't know. You think? Who, what, According what to Steve Bannon, in the book, they're they going to get him on money laundering. They quote Steve Bannon saying the daughter will bring down the father. And you see, I mean, you hear the, uh, the Republicans, uh, some Republicans saying, well, it's a witch hunt and uh, they're getting off, uh, you know, off the mark when it comes to the investigation. You know, if you're a prosecutor looking into, into what your mission is and all of a sudden you find that other crimes have been committed, what are you supposed to say? Well, I'm sorry, that's not part of my mission. That, it doesn't work that way. That in our investigation, that we are assigned to by the Congress of the United States. We discovered, let's say, for example, that the President of the United States, before he was the President, was involved in money laundering with Russian oligarchs in a clear violation of the law. What are you supposed to do? Say, well, we can't do Come on. Mm-mm. Nope. Come on. I don't know if you paid attention to this small little Republican election. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Virginia election. Yeah. And it turns out that this woman, a Democrat, won by one vote. Right. Uh, you know, a, a month or so ago. And that flipped the, the Virginia legislature to Democratic control. Correct. All right, one vote. 
Well, the Republicans, of course, said recount, recount, and they found one ballot right. where they were both slashed through or something, so they threw it out, meaning it was a tie. Now, the way they settle a tie in Virginia is they literally put their names in a little film canister and put mix them in a hat, literally pull out a name from a hat. Mm-hmm. So, And it's in a dark black film canister from the old days, like a Kodak canister, right? I wish they had done like a scissors, paper, rock or something. Yeah, boom, boom, oh, yeah. Yeah. Some places do that. Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, in Virginia, they put it in a film canister, the name of one. They put another in another. They put it in a hat, and somebody chooses it out. Yeah, right. The Democrat lost. Right. And the Republican won, uh, the incumbent, I guess, kept his job as a Virginia state delegate. Lucky. Um, Yeah. Uh, This was a tie back to November 7th, um, and they blindly... Picked uh, his name from the canister. See you later. And uh, she is she is <laughs> out. Uh, people in Oregon, uh, the state of Oregon, can legally pump their own gas, but some Oregon residents say that they don't like it. <laughs> they don't want to smell like gas, or they don't want to see what the big deal is, or whatever. Supporters of the ban argue it creates jobs and increases safety. Bunch of weaklings. It's the same as New, New Jersey. Jersey. You can't right. You can't pump your own gas in New Jersey. Critics they say we're creating jobs in New Jersey. Today, well-paying jobs, too. Yes, sir. That was my first job, or second or third. Critics say it is perfectly safe to pump your own gas. It doesn't waste time, and it doesn't make gas any cheaper. New Jersey is now the only state in the union that does not require people to pump their own gasoline. You're welcome, America. Oh, boy. (gasps) I walked out of a gas station today. They don't want the drivers to have to get out of their car and smell what's going on. Oh, boy. I got angry at a gas station today and left without getting gas. What? Why? (laughs) What did you, you get push? angry at? My light came on, so I needed to get gas. It was so, like, I really only made my own day longer and tougher. And, but oh. So I pull into a gas station, and, you know, I pull up, and I get out, and my car, I've been driving this car for a decade. I get on the wrong side of the pump. Oh. So I move, yeah, it, I move it to the right, the proper side. Right. I get out, and I look at the screen, go to swipe my card, it says, out of service. But the pumps aren't covered. So I, I'm like, ah, it's this is 30 degree weather. Oh, boo, I'm boo. looking at it. I was like, I got to go inside. This sucks. So you drove away? <laughs> Not yet. Oh. I, I look. I'm like, all right, what pump on I am? I go in. I walk inside. I have to wait in line. couple minutes go by. People in front of me buying old brown bananas. And then I, I go, you have to prepay. The, it says out of service. Yeah, you have to prepay. What pump? I go, well, 16. She goes, can you move Broken. it to 15? Oh, and I, I'm getting out of there. I just nope. said, nope. Never mind. <laughs> and I left. I don't, yeah. Knowing my gas light is still on in my car. I don't blame you. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I was run out of gas I, and put up with it. I wasn't having it anymore. <laughs> Jim, British street beggars may get the boot before the royal wedding in May. No, the head what? of the Windsor Town Council is calling for it, police to remove all homeless people ahead of Prince Harry's wedding to actress Meghan Markle in May. Cracking. The newspapers there are reporting the request sparked a lot of anger among locals. Uh, the council head uh, accused beggars of choosing to be homeless. Reginald Drinkwater, BBC News. The Jerry's continue to bomb London, but no. all of London is in the festive mood oh my as they get ready for the wedding. <laughs> I don't know what it, people are thinking when they accuse beggars of choosing to be homeless, but he says... The situation of, of having homeless people about puts the beautiful English town of Windsor in a sadly unfavorable light. And we don't want the whole world to be looking at Harry's wedding and seeing beggars and homeless people on the streets. So they are rounding them. Yeah. 
They're rounding them yeah, up. Well, maybe, oh, here we go. They're and round- maybe if they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and got a job, they wouldn't be so homeless now. Pretty much huh? they leave them alone in London. Nah, not here. Uh, because they don't want their well, child to I be mean, fa- cast in a bad I'm saying overall, they, they don't bother them as much as they do as uh, law enforcement in, uh-huh. in the United States because they use them as sources. Oh, they're snitches? Yeah, because they, they see everything that's going on in the street. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you may be a proper informant, they are. <laughs> I'll go talk to Bill Hobo there, see what he's got. Uh, what you got, Bill Hobo? And we mourn the passing today, Jim, um, of the the man known as the West Hollywood or WeHo Jesus. WeHo. Mm-hmm. West Hollywood. <laughs> uh-huh, WeHo, West Hollywood Jesus. Yeah. Um, he is fifty. was 57 years old. He died of a brief illness. Uh, he resembled the looks of Jesus Christ, was a staple in Hollywood, frequenting different, like the Comedy Store and the Sunset Strip, and appeared in the Gay Pride Parade. He was a big deal in Hollywood. Resembled he, who? Jesus. Oh, he oh. looked just like Jesus Christ. He looked just like Nobody that. Nobody knows what Jesus Christ well, looked that, like. The standard picture of Jesus, I guess. Oh, he the was blonde, you know, kind with of. The with the long hair and, and the, the beard. Yeah, sure. The good Catholic uh-huh. looking he Jesus. Was, he was in and an, a small <laughs> Caucasian nose. He was, yeah, see, he was so popular. Aerosmith wrote a song about the West Hollywood Jesus. Uh, he was featured in a Lana Del Rey music video. One actress paid tribute to this Hollywood Jesus on Twitter, saying he was a beautiful creature. And if you don't live in West Hollywood, you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Died on Skid Row for my sins. Oh, see, that's <laughs> terrible. That is just terrible. Not a bad line, though. It's no, good. That's I pretty like good. it. Yeah, it's all right. Did okay. you get it from somebody? Who'd you get it from? No. Oh, okay. Quick. Ha- Happy, happy birthday today. Uh, I would say the champ of the national, I would say the coach of the national champions, but it's not really right. Scott Frost has a birthday today, Jim. (sighs) Whoa, how old is Scott Frost? He's not that old. He's 43. He is 43. Oh, my God. I did not know. Yeah, sure. I did not know. I did not know. I judge your reaction to be quite genuine. So, therefore, sir, I proudly give you this. Kapoya! Kapoya! Congratulations. Another football coach that I'm sure you will know, Don Shula. Oh, <laughs> getting up there. 81. Ooh, he's got a steakhouse. Uh, 347. 79. Ooh. Nope. I don't know, 80. What'd you say? 81. Oh, 88. Oh, my God. Congratulations. You get Time that flies. Point. Yep. And the lead singer for REM, Michael Stipe. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, you know Oh, what? Pinkman. Michael Stipe. 44. Oh, no. Double. Ooh. I was going to go, but now I think that's too high. Double nickel 55. 58. He's 57. Oh, oh. sorry, Jim. This is all you get. Happy, happy birthday. Well, not according to the Sentinel. But anyway, oh. I'll take the half point. <laughs> oh, I'll take it. All right. I mean, I'll look it up again, but I'm pretty Woo. sure I saw 57. Thank you. Well, good job. Uh-huh. That's the Lottie Don. Just call me Moira. Take a break. By the way, the lines will be open. Uh, Mr. Pinkman will choose one of you at random to play against him in a bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, 
Jim Phillips. Don't forget Jack's audio file upcoming in about 15 minutes or so. Time for that bonus round of closest to the pin. John, I mean, James will be playing against uh, Mr. Pinkman in this bonus round. James is vying for that You Matter business card. If he defeats Pinkman, he wins that card, guaranteeing him good fortune for the rest of his life. James also knows, loses 24 hours of bad luck. Mr. Pinkman, head for the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes so you'll roll the dice to determine your handicap. James, how are you on this Thursday? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Thank you. I have 10 questions for you. They're all interconnected in some form or fashion. Answer to the best of your ability, okay? All right. All right. Speak right into the phone so I can hear your answers and a countdown. Keep score for James, please. In three, two, one. James, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is at an all-time high, but Tony Dow was the actor who played the older brother on the TV show Leave It to Beaver. How old is Tony Dow? 88. What's the population of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania? Uh, 3,000. The first person to survive going over Niagara Falls in a barrel took place in what year? 1951. The Niagara Water Bottling Company is family-owned and operated. It was founded in what year? Uh, 1890. Sister Sledge recorded the hit song, We Are Family, that was released in what year? 1978. The movie called The Addams Family, starring Angelica Houston, came out in what year? Uh, 1971. Houston's father, John, directed the classy, classic Humphrey Bogart movie titled Treasure of the Sierra Madre that came out in what year? Uh, 52. Besides being a director, John Houston was an actor. He played against Jack Nicholson in the movie Chinatown that was released in what year? Uh, 1960, uh, 1970. Actress Faye Dunaway was in that movie. How old is Dunaway? She is 77. Faye Dunaway studied at the University of Florida and Florida State, but if Faye Dunaway was a crow in New York's Chinatown, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Harlem? Three. Time. All right, there you go. All right, here comes Mr. Pink. A news update. <gasps> uh, the Ooh, exciting. SpaceX launch will be launched no earlier than Saturday at 8 o'clock, not Friday. Okay. They pushed it back a day. Mm-hmm. All right. Just saying. Cold. To get those reverse it's cameras too ready. Cold, yeah. What? Reverse well, it comes camera. down and then they, oh, they, they show it to you like, you know. Oh, yeah, until it blacks out, then it's conveniently just yeah, standing watch, on the bar. Yeah. Every single time you yeah. watch it, there's just a microsecond where it blacks out. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Sound stage. Mm-mm. I want them to put them on that Penn and Teller show so they can tell us how they did that. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Pinkman, if you'll roll the dice uh, to determine your handicap, normally it's 15. Whatever you roll, we'll take that number off the off 15. I'm so excited! Oh. Three! Oofa. That's a 12-second handicap. All right. You better be quick, I, Pinkman. Hey, I'm going into this game undefeated. I have 10 <laughs> questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Countdown for Pinkman. Gladly. In three, two, one. Pinky, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, is at an all-time high, but Tony Dow was the actor who played the older brother on the TV show Leave it to Beaver. How old is Tony Dow? 71. What's the population of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania? 3,000. The first person to survive going over Niagara Falls in a barrel took place in what year? 1928. The Niagara Water Bottling Company is family-owned and operated. It was founded in what year? 
1943. Sister Sledge recorded the hit song We Are Family that was released in what year? 76. The movie called The Addams Family starring Angelica Houston came out in what year? Uh, 87. Houston's father, John, directed the classic Humphrey Bogart movie titled Treasure of the Sierra Madre that came out in what year? 56. Besides being a director, John Houston was an actor. He played against Jack Nicholson in the movie Chinatown that was released in what year? 79. Actress Faye Dunaway was in that movie. How old is Dunaway? Um, 68. Faye Dunaway studied at the University of Florida and Florida State, but if Faye Dunaway was a crow in New York's Chinatown, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Harlem? Uh, 32. Time. Oh, there boy. There we go. All right. Score this oh, game. Oh, boy. How old is uh, Tony Dow, who played the older brother on Leave it to Beaver, James said? 88. And Pinkman? 71. 72. Ooh. Ooh. Pinky. What's Good the population room. of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, James they, said? They both said 3,000. 8,987. They both get a point. The first person to survive going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. What year was that, James said? 51. Pinkman? 28. 1901. It's a woman, I believe. Oh, the Niagara Water Bottling Company, family-owned and operated, founded in what year, James said? 1890. Pinkman. 1943. 1963. There's Pinkman. Sister Sledge had the hit song, We Are Family, that was released in what year, James said? 78. And Pinkman. 76. 1979. Oh, there's James. Yep. The movie called The Addams Family, starring Angelica Houston... Came out in what year, James said? 71. Pinkman? 87. 91. There's we got four to go, yes. five to go, something like that. Uh-huh. Houston's father, John, directed the classic Humphrey Bogart movie, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. It came out in what year, James said? 52. Pinkman? 56. Came out in 1948. Oh. Dang it. James. All right. Uh, John Houston, besides being a director, he was an actor as well. Played against Jack Nicholson in the movie Chinatown. That was released in what year, James said? 1970. Pinkman? 79. 1974. Oh, James. That's James. Ooh, James. Yeah, I go. It's five to four, James. Uh-huh. Actress Faye Dunaway was in that movie. How old is Faye Dunaway, James said? 77. Pinkman? 68. Faye Dunaway is 76. Oh, oh it's tie game. You know. Oh, tie game. Faye Dunaway studied at the University of Florida, Florida State. She was born in Florida, by the way, in a town that nice. I didn't know existed. I think she's a graduate of Boston College. I'm just saying. Boys. A little trivia if you need something to talk about. Wait, so she went to both Florida and Florida State, and she didn't graduate from either? She graduated from Boston? Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of moving around. Didn't you? Well, she's probably looking for uh, the best theater department she could find. Oh, maybe. If Faye Dunaway was a crow in New York's Chinatown, get it? The, get the connection? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She would have to fly how many miles to reach Harlem? James said. Three. Pinkman. 32. The answer? Nine. Uh, James oh, James takes the game. Broke oh. the tie. Wow, he came back and won. Uh, oh, he, no longer undefeated. No, you were one, crushing one. him, too. Exactly. And what you happened? were six to five. I blame Jonathan. Where did it all go wrong? I couldn't tell you. Who's Jonathan. A driver. He's a nice guy, though. Oh, all right. He got to be in New York's, New York's Chinatown and travel 32 miles. You'd be in White Plains by then. <laughs> he got cursed Chappaqua. by... Pinkman got cursed by someone named Jonathan? I guess. Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. I can't get into it. Okay. Fair enough. Good enough. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close ah. only counts nice in horseshoes Damn you, James. Oh. And close 
passes to the pin. Well, I'm all tied up for the year. That's right, one on one. <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering about John Houston and the treasure of Sierra Madres in the beginning of the film, he's the guy getting his shoes shined. He's oh, in that's a white it? linen sh- suit. Yeah, but he directed uh, the movie. And as a matter of fact, John Houston's father was in that movie, was an actor. He played the old grizzled prospector uh-huh. with Humphrey Bogart. And that's the movie that gave us the infamous quote. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. Correct. Points. Something nice job, to that Noel. effect. Yeah. Trying. No, I, I think the impression was spot on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to do an impression. That was just my voice. This is like Shot Doctor doing mm-hmm. an accent. Nope. There you go. <laughs> All right, what else? Let's see. Oh. It's a Friday. Was it gonna ask no, about it's a this? Thursday. It's, it's a Friday. From yesterday, so mm. feels like catching feels, up on things should, you were doing. Should we name the date? Like, how about third day? Have you seen the video of Pinkman <laughs> snowboarding? No, Pretty a little good, bit, right? A little bit of it. It didn't do very well. What? Yeah, it was my first time. <laughs> Where were I mean, you? I, I'm not claiming North I would Carolina. do any better. I I don't think I've even come close to what you accomplished, but. I tried to talk to him about it. He didn't seem so enthused with the experience. I asked him, yeah, and he said, and then he mm-hmm. said, you know, towards the end, he was trying, and then some little kid cut across him. And Oops. He almost fell, and he thought he was going to break his wrist, so he just oh. decided yeah. to hang it up just for the day. Just sit down and yeah. be done with it. Hurt yeah. myself. You know, unless you're in an environment where you can do that day after day after day after day, and you're a kid, and you grow up with that kind of stuff. And... Did you take a lesson or something? No, I don't need lessons. Oh, you okay. didn't take a lesson? No. That's pretty I well, no wonder you fell down. I did it the same way I put stuff together. No instruction. Oh, no. Yeah. The uh, I ah. hear it's it's a young man's activity. There's a lot of bending over because both feet oh, yeah. are strapped into the same board. So, I mean, you can't when you wipe out and you got to get up. If you're unless you're going to continue yeah. to snowboard, you have to take the board off. And it's like fun, though. It's it like a fun. lot of work. Definitely fun. Have you skied before? Yes. That was last year. Did you do better skiing? No, I did better snowboarding. I know more people that have sustained very serious injuries. Terrible injuries, injuries break bones, and yep. Exactly, where they're in ankle to fanny casts for months on end. Wow. Yeah, I think unless you grow up doing something like that. That's one of those things. In my high school, they used to organize after-school ski trips. Wow. And I never... At the time, cool. never thought about it. Now I'm like, well, I should have done I, that. Exactly. Mm, of course. Today I'd be a big skier, you know, out at Montverde or something. What? It's a hill, right? It's the only hill we have in Florida. Mount Dora. Mount Dora is a hill. Mount Dora. Oh. You, we yeah, have Spook on the Hill. Actually, I could go to Tallahassee and 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 ski. They have the some Florida snow. Ridge. It's the Florida Ridge. <laughs> Tallahassee the got ridge, snow yeah. yesterday. The ridge that goes through Central. Yeah, Florida. that's right. They do get about snow in Tallahassee. Two hundred fifty feet above. Sea level at the highest point. Eat some oxygen. <laughs> there are also a ton of oxygen. <laughs> there are a ton of delays and cancellations at Orlando International Airport because of the bad weather elsewhere. Oh god! Uh, so if you are slated to leave or you know expecting someone to arrive today, uh, call the airline and double triple check because a lot of of uh, Planes have been canceled. A lot right. of flights. Don't forget Pat Clark and sports upcoming in about uh, 25 minutes or so. Eddie the Shaman's coming in today. We've taken everything from Friday, shoved it back into Thursday. Tomorrow will be the Jim Colbert show from 3 to 7 on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. The policeman isn't there to create disorder. And the agony of defeat. 
Policemen is there to preserve this order. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Second parade for the UCF football team is planned, as we understand now, for downtown Orlando on Monday leading up to the national championship game what? between Alabama and Georgia. Jack might have some he more some info sources. on that. Yep. Let's hear what he's got in his audio file. Second parade downtown. Yep, it will be a, an event downtown Orlando for all the fans who uh, didn't want to make the trek out to Disney. You can enjoy that downtown. We'll have more details and perhaps um, our sports station uh, FM 96.9, the game, will be broadcasting live from the event as well, so that should be a lot of fun. Speaking of UCF, their athletic director, Danny White, not the same Danny White who used to be quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, different Danny White people. This Danny White has helped forge uh, some formidable uh, uh, athletic uh, teams at the University of Florida, baseball, basketball, and football uh, in his uh, brief tenure here in Central Florida. He also is getting a lot of national attention and exposure for the school and his program with the discussion and debate about the national championship. Here he is talking about uh, that topic today on ESP, and here is your UCF Athletic Director, Danny White. We would love to play any non-conference Power 6 opponent that will schedule a home-and-home with us. We, okay. we believe that we're a, a, a team that can compete, as we've shown this year, for national championships. We're serious about that. We're not going to play guarantee games on the road, and we would love to, to talk to, to anybody out there that would want to play home-and-homes with us. So on the idea of strength of schedule, you play your schedule, your conference schedule, and then outside of conference, that they talk about scheduling stronger opponents. And what he's saying is he'd love to do it, but a home-and-home home schedule, meaning, yeah, we'll play at your stadium one year, but then the next year you come to us instead of just, you know, because as a rising team, it's not that they're not just going to go to any school and play. It's got to be, you know, uh, you know, a tit for tat. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't you know, have ta it. No taxes are collected on collegiate football. No, no taxes. business taxes. No federal income taxes whatsoever. Billion dollars. Billion, billion dollars exchange every year. It's a huge industry now. No taxes paid. Under what clause? I mean, what? why do they get out of it? Because it's considered academia, that they are students at an institution of higher learning, and therefore there's, I don't know, the... Mm. I don't know. I'm not going to call it a loophole. There's something in the tax code that essentially says you don't pay taxes. Uh, is that true for private and public universities? Public, I might understand, but private? Still, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Mm. I, I'm curious to know. Uh, I think all. I think all college sports under under the NCAA banner. Mm -hmm. All the money that's poured in through TV sponsors, it's not. Uh, it's not taxable. I wonder, I wonder if the coaching staff for UCF has to pay taxes on their bonuses for the national championship because UCF has decided to pay the bonuses for a national championship to all their coaching staff as well. It's a nice thing to do. It's over $300,000. Oh, the school gets it and then they're giving it to the coaches? No, no. The school is paying, you know, under the contracts, you know, their coaches, if they win a national uh, championship, they get a... That's a bonus. That's a, a certain level of bonus that they receive, and they are paying that out. Even though they didn't win a national championship? They're claiming they did. Oh, so under that. 
And even though those people are no longer employed there, they're still doing giving it to them. They indeed are, because at the time they were employed when they achieved that. Here he is talking about uh, Danny White again, UCF AD, talking about what he'd like to see, uh, basically an expansion of the playoffs uh, in college football. I think it should be decided on the field. That's why I'd like to see the playoff expanded. I don't think that subjectively picking four teams is the, the right way to come to a true national champion. And that's why, absent of that system, uh, evolving to that system, uh, we are claiming a national championship for 2017. I don't want to be too much of a stick in the bud, but no, I mean, can we ever talk about academia? Can we ever? T- I mean, let's just get down to the nuts and mm. bolts. Most of these guys that play college football can't even read past an eighth grade level. Most? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Where do you get that fact? I, I. I, it's not a fact. I just I just happen to believe it. I happen to believe. You think that these guys, the most of uh, players in, in the top 25 college football programs, are really Getting college a college material? education? I would say more than half can read above an eighth grade reading All right. level. I might be a little bit of hyperbole on uh-huh. my part, but you know as well as I do. They're not get. They're not. They're not rocket scientists coming out of out of university. You know as well as uh, nobody can study and keep up with study when you have when you're practicing that much every day. Can't be done. Pat Clark's around the corner, so let's continue. Can't you know, it may be winter weather, but it's not officially winter yet. It is still the fall, mm. or also known as autumn. The autumn wind is a raider. <laughs> the autumn wind is a raider, what? and they fired their head coach uh, Jack Del Rio, and rumors are swirling on the next head coach for the Oakland Raiders, and the top candidate uh, was talking about it on ESPN Radio. I I guess the question would be, if Mark Davis calls you and said, we've gone through all our candidates, and John, you're the one we choose, we'd like you to be the next coach of the Oakland Raiders, will you be the next coach of the Oakland Raiders? I think there's a good chance. Uh, I'm I'm excited about where I am uh, in terms of, studying the game and and prepared to come back and coach. That is John Gruden, currently the Monday Night Football Color Analyst, um, saying he's ready to leave the booth where I think he gets maybe $15 million a year, somewhere in the neighborhood of that. But they're talking about for him to come back and coach the Raiders, they will make him a part owner in the team. Man, I'll get a Super Bowl ring up in the booth. That's true. That's the ego. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. That's what I said about Frost. I've been saying that for, for months. So, man, Nebraska calls, he's going. Mm-hmm. It's well, ego. That's, sure. Going home to big celebrity. Yeah, where you made your When name. your father says, I'd love to see you. When your father in Nebraska says, son, I'd really love to see you back in Nebraska. Coach in Nebraska. You're going to Nebraska. You so, know what Nebraska has, Jim? Snow. Snow. Uh-huh. You know where else there's snow? Everywhere. Tallahassee. Oh, boy. Tallahassee is snow. And now we know why. We thought it was this winter storm moving through, but there's a reason. What, what happens on your birthday? What do you do? Have cake? Before you have cake, Mo, what do you do? Blow out sing the happy birthday. What do you do before you blow out the candles? You sing happy birthday to you. Open gifts. Make In a between, wish. Make a wish. Then oh, you blow out the candles. Right. That's why there's snow in Tallahassee. Oh my gosh, guys. It is snowing. It's my 21st birthday. Miracle. All I wanted was snow. It's actually accumulating on the ground. What is this? 
So oh, one God. kid having their 21st birthday makes a wish, and everyone's got to deal with snow and cold weather, Loser. including Thanks including these people. Check this out. We've had reports of snow in the Tallahassee area and sleet and freezing rain around Savannah. That precipitation will spread up the coast today, bringing snow and sleet and freezing rain to Charleston and Myrtle Beach, as well as the uh, Virginia Beach area. My sister left my house at 11 o'clock yesterday, was going to Charleston. On her way to North Carolina. Oh, boy. There was a stretch of road where you moved eight miles. It took six and a half hours to move a stretch, eight-mile stretch of road. Plane trains and automobiles. I get out and start running. She <laughs> had her dog with her in the car. Oh, she oh got to God. Charleston at 3.30 in the morning oh this God. morning. I oh God. See, this is the reason. 12. Do not travel after Thanksgiving or Halloween. 16 and a half hours to get there from here. It's a six-hour drive? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm twitching just get, thinking about it. You couldn't it. be in a closed car that long. Oh, uh, yeah. No, the, you'd have to be no, hospitalized. No, no, no. And oh, no. I'd have to be comatose. I'd have to, you'd, you'd have to be a trunk. major medical, not you know, trunk. pharmaceuticals for hey, you to make that trip. Then to wake up, sport. Hey, we're going to leave you with this uh, Harvey Weinstein. You better look out because if you don't go to jail, there's someone out there who wants to clean your clock. Uh, you know, Mia Sorvino, um, uh, actress, yeah. director, all, uh, accused Harvey Weinstein of uh, being inappropriate sexual misconduct. Her dad, well-known actor, Paul Sorvino, he was in uh, Goodfellas, Goodfellas as yeah. well, uh, Slice in the Garlic. Um, however, he had this to say, talking about Harvey Weinstein. Harvey He's going to go to jail. Yeah? Oh, yeah. That's good. Good for oh. him if he goes, because if not, he has to meet me, and I will kill <laughs> Oh, my God. simple. <laughs> That's, so that's, there you go. Sounds like a tough, real simple. That's a tough guy. Yeah, that's a tough yeah, guy. He doesn't look so tough now. Yeah. What does that You've mean? Seen him? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since Goodfellas, if you know what I'm talking. Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Don't mess with the man's daughter. Yeah, you but you screw. Saying? Yeah, that's right. You screw with your kids, and then uh, he's going to punch him in yeah. the nose. Pat Clark. It's coming up next. There you go, Pat Clark and sports upcoming. Don't forget any of the shamans coming by as well. We're taking what? Friday and shoving it into Thursday. It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1. Oh. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Annoyed by his flight's delay, a passenger in Spain forced his way out an emergency exit and onto the wing. People are quick to judge, but he just did what no one else was brave enough to do. Bless you, sir. Next, a Missouri man is planning on retiring after he won two big lotto jackpots, including $25,000 a year for life. Not sure how this guy lives his life, but $25,000 a year isn't a lot of money. Hashtag inflation. Finally, Someone in Denmark stole a bottle of vodka valued at $1.3 million. Ha. Huh. Good luck finding a buyer, bub. You'll never be able to buy that windmill by the sea now. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Status updates. Are you really complaining about traffic? That don't suck. Facebook slash Real Radio. Orlando. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From... You are listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio.
Phillips file for a Thursday. We're taking everything that we had on Friday because the Phillips file is no longer the Phillips file on Friday. Jim Colbert show on Friday because I'm down to a four day work week. So anyway, we've taken Pat Clark, who normally appears with us on Fridays. Pat Clark, who heads up sports at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando, and pulled him back into Thursday without further ado. Welcome, Pat Clark, back to the program. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you as well, Pat Clark. That's been a while, James. Has how, been. How, was, how was your holidays? It was very and thank uh, real- you for the instant pot. Did you, oh. did you keep it, or was it awarded at your holiday party? Did I yes. award it at my holiday party? Did you keep Are it? Are you kidding he me? He did. <laughs> I'm telling you, it makes, it. A great, <laughs> makes great butter chicken. What did you make in it so far? I haven't made anything yet. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, it's just that, I mean, there's been, you, you guys know, there's just such a flurry of activity around the holidays. And yeah. the sisters came, and some of them went. Some of them came back again. It's oh, just yeah, like yeah. a revolving door. And they didn't really want to talk to me at all. It was just right to the refrigerator, right to the pantry, Stop right it. to the liquor cabinet. You know, that's just how it went. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to be used to it by now. That's true. Yes, I am. I'm used to it by now. Hey, let's talk Did about you the... you watch UCF? Oh, yeah. Of course I watched. This, this is the big elephant in the room that everybody, certainly in Central Florida, keeps talking about. And uh, I'll be honest, I have mixed emotions about this. Uh, let me just state for, right from the be- beginning, and I've not been shy about this, I thought I thought Auburn would win the game. I just, I just did, and uh, I was rooting for UCF, and it was a fantastic win, and it's great for the program and great for the student body and everybody associated with. But now the big controversy, of course, is whether they deserve to be declared the national champions. I mean, you can take this in so many different directions, so I'm going to leave that up to you for the time being. Um. Well, 13-0 and is impressive. I, is. I don't think any of us expected this, James. I mean, two years ago, we were lamenting about how bad UCF was. Right. Uh, there was a mutiny on that football team in George O'Leary's last year. They had so many other problems, compliance and marijuana. And Scott Frost came in, and we just assumed that it would take a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the first season, he wins six games in the regular season, loses the bowl game. And now a second season, no one really know, knew what to expect. Scott Frost and his staff really had kind of a three-year plan. They really expected that next season would be the year where this team would really blossom and really know some great success. Well, it it came a year early. It surprised so many of us. But I guarantee you that Scott and his staff were also surprised, and the players were as well, that this team ran the table. They won all 13 games. I mean, who'd have thunk? Yeah. That that in and of itself, when you're playing in Division I football, uh, is impressive because UCF was the only team in major college football to do it this year. Does that warrant a national championship? Should they be able to say, if no one else will, that it's our championship? Here's how I respond to that. I don't care. Do it. If, if you want to label yourself national champions, then why not? I don't think in their heart of hearts, Danny, Danny White, the athletic director, and by the way, I think what he's doing is pure genius to a point. What he has done, we're now three days removed from that Peach Bowl win, right, James? Right. And we are still talking about it. He has perpetuated the conversation with talk of raising a banner in Spectrum Stadium and paying national championship bonuses to Scott Frost's staff. Now we're going to have a parade at Disney. And UCF fans, those who show up, and, and Danny White and the players will all think of it as a national championship parade Trust me when I tell you this. 
Disney will not be treating it as it's a national championship Agreed. parade. Agreed. This is a celebratory parade for our local team that happened to finish 13-0 and this season. There will be no banners that Disney makes or Disney allows that say uh, UCF uh, not national champion. You I just agree. won't see that out there at Disney. I guess my point is, what's the harm? Everyone knows, Danny White knows that the game on Monday between Alabama and Georgia will be the true national championship game. Years from now, no one is going to see UCF as national champions anywhere unless it's uh, UCF fans or boosters who have T-shirts that are left over that apparently will be sold here in the coming days and weeks. It will be either Alabama or Georgia as the national champion for this year. Does that make it right that UCF wasn't included in the playoff conversation? Of course not. And I think that's part of why Danny White is trying to Agreed. perpetuate this conversation because he believes that there is an injustice, and there is an injustice. I agree. UCF should have been given more consideration when they decided the four teams. And I think what he wants now is the argument and the discussion for let's expand this playoff from four teams to eight teams and let's do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm just wondering, is there a point where, you know, you cross the threshold where people start to, I mean, certainly here in Central Florida is the major topic of discussion. But outside of Central Florida, does it be, maybe, what do we care outside of Central Florida? But where, you know, when you open the record book five years from now, it's not going to have UCF as the national champion. It will either be Georgia or Alabama. Does UCF have a claim on the, if they want to make the claim, fine. I, I just wonder if there's a point where, okay, you know, part of athletics and part of competition is learning to, I don't know. I, I, maybe not I come from an old school of sportsmanship and life is not fair, but, you know, here's where you are and, you know, you're going to have a killer year next year, at least from what I gather. They might even have a better team next year than they have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I wonder if there becomes a point where it just becomes a, just a t- tad bit tiresome. Does that make any sense? Well, well, yes, it does. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't know that much other than what I've read recently about how they're selecting teams for the playoffs and this and that. It seems to me, though, every year that you and I talk about who's in the bowl games and who's in the playoffs, the system somehow is screwed up someplace. Well, it's still screwed up. Um, <laughs> UCF is in a – we've yeah. talked about this before, James. UCF is in a group of five conference. Mm-hmm. And it's it's impossible for a group of five conference team to be considered for uh, the playoffs. It just is not going to happen. Uh, that's part of, of Danny White's problem. If Scott Frost had stayed for next season, right. one of the reasons he would have stayed was to try to really wreck this playoff system. Think about it. UCF is in a perfect place right now. Right. They ran the table 13 consecutive wins. Now let's see what happens as, as this bleeds into a new season with Josh Heupel now running the show. What if, what if, and this really could happen, James, what if UCF begins next season and just keeps winning? And what if they've won seven or seven or eight games when the first playoff rankings come out next year? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say they're 7-0. That means that you've got a UCF program that has won 20 consecutive games. How do the playoff pollsters ignore that? And that's part of the reason why Scott Frost really would have enjoyed that opportunity, and it's quite possible 
UCF's non-conference schedule. I think they're my they're they're toughest. I think I talked with Jack about this up in Atlanta. Their toughest non-conference game next year may, might very well be Florida Atlantic. They also have Pitt, I believe. They play at North Carolina, but this is a loaded this is a loaded cupboard that uh, Scott Frost left Josh Heupel. This is going to be a very very good football. Isn't team essentially enough? To, I year. mean, talking about the, the the athletes, I mean, it's essentially the same team except for what uh, like uh, I think one of the wide receivers is gone or something like that. But it's essentially. Uh, this team well, and and and, and, and added talent, right? Um, and there are some defensive players that uh, uh, we haven't yet seen uh, yeah. who are just going to blow you away with their size and with their speed. Again, this is going to be a good, a very good football team for a number of years to come. Uh, Danny White just wants look. Danny White's doing his job. He is the athletic director. I mean, he is he is he is trying to promote his program. He's trying to promote his kids. He's trying to promote what he believes is an incredible injustice in this system. The team that's won 13 consecutive games is virtually ignored by the playoff committee. I think that's the point he's trying to make. Well, besides the Disney parade, which, uh, you know, and I agree uh, with you, I, you know, I... I, I think there's going to be another parade, too, James. It's already been I, announced. I and they can thank me for this. <laughs> How's that? Okay. They can, well... No, the reason for this, they're having a downtown parade, is because when they announced the parade at Disney, immediately I started tweeting out to the thousands oh, and see. thousands and thousands of oh, my Twitter subscribers. Yeah. I said, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. what about your hometown team? If you're going to market right. the University of Central Florida as your hometown team, you've got to have a hometown parade. And Disney is not, with all due respect, is not a hometown parade. It's a nice right. parade, and it's a nice way to show up. But you've got to put something either downtown or at the University of Central Florida campus. And apparently, enough attention was paid to uh, to my to my oh, tweet we go. that they have now planned as you have now uh, as you have now confirmed a downtown parade Monday leading into the national championship yep. game. It's almost a so street thank party. You, Jim. Yeah. Thank you it's very much. It's a street party right on Church Street. Street. Thank you very much, Jim. That's what I'm saying. All right. They're just they're just going to wave it right in their faces, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but, but you know, you're right. So what? I mean, you know, you know. You know They've got every reason to celebrate. They've got every reason to hold their heads high. I mean, it was a fantastic. I mean, it was a fantastic game. You know, I was thinking, okay, welcome to SEC football. You know, before the start of the game, oh, this is going to be. Well, I mean, I did think that. I mean, I was rooting. So you for thought UCF. they were from a dinky conference and they wouldn't be able to hold the, the even, you know, hold it even, and certainly not win. Auburn was a ten-point against... favorite in that game, and UCF cleaned their clock. They outplayed them at. Every step of the way, I mean, there are little kind of some problems in the beginning, but essentially outplayed them. There's no question about that. No question James, about it. I was it. so happy that I was at that game. And I'll tell you, I saw what, you. When, I moved here, when I moved here in 1986, UCF was a Division II program playing games at the old Citrus Bowl. And they had a smattering of fans at their games, but they had some really good players. Darren Slack. Yeah. was uh, a player back then, and Bernard Ford, some of these. And, and, you know, the program began in 1979 with players like Billy Giovanetti and Mike Stapp, who practiced, like, in, in sandboxes, <laughs> effectively. You know, so, so having been there when the, when the program was Division II, uh, I used to park my car right underneath the stands. There were so few of the people at the game. Mm-hmm. I'd park my car under the stands and go up and have a beer and watch UCF play. It was to see what, what they are now. Going from Division Two to One Double A to Division One, 
really paying their dues and just going through so many years of, of mediocrity. And now to see this, I didn't think it would get any better when UCF defeated Baylor out in the Fiesta Bowl a few years ago. It's like, this is as good as it's going to get. Well, I was wrong. This is so much better. 13-0. and Never would have expected it. Beating Auburn on a national stage, just fantastic. National championship or no, you can debate that all you want. But one thing that is very real that no one is going to take away from this program is that perfect season. Call them what you want, but they were perfect this year. I watch enough collegiate football. Uh, you and I have talked. I, mean, I don't care too much about pro football, but I love collegiate football. And when I watched the Peach Bowl, I said to my wife, this is a, you know, looking at UCF, I said, this is a big-time football team. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the, you know the, I've yeah. watched yeah. them during the season and these, you know, these last-minute wins and victories, which were just fantastic football games. But the Peach yeah. Bowl, you looked at them play, said, this is a, this is a big-time team. This is big-time college football. This is not rinky-dink college football out of UCF. And the last 12 quarters that this team has played yeah. are, I mean, They're just heart-stopping, just incredible action with USF and that, that uh, kickoff return by Mike Hughes late in the game to win it, and then the overtime win, double overtime win against uh, Memphis in the AAC title game, and then this against Auburn. Just really, really good stuff. It's been a fun year. It really has, James. And, and by the way, I can say this. Is Jack there? Yes. He oh, is. Ho, 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 yes. And this is no disrespect at all, but uh-huh. if I don't see a Chick-fil-A sandwich in some time, I'll be happy. <laughs> Why? What does that mean? It was every meal. Oh, boy. Oh, really? It was the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So, <laughs> at, at, well, in the, the 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 lounge, the media lounge, every meal was uh, Chick-fil-A. Right, Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Waffle fries are to die for. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love, I love Chick-fil-A. That, that, was, that was some good food treats, but... Uh, Enough Holy already! Snake. Enough already! Huh? Enough mm. already! Oh boy! I got, <laughs> I got about a minute left. And by okay. the way, if you're going to use if you're going to use that instant pot, you have to get yourself an instant pot cookbook, or at least go to YouTube. Takes a little bit I, of you know finagling. I can't just fool around and come up with my no, own. No, 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 yes, no, 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 Do not do that. Do not. You got to get a recipe. You got to follow a recipe. Find a recipe that you think, oh, that looks interesting, and just follow the recipe. You got to do it. I'm telling you. Look Have up. you made ribs in there yet? No, ribs. I make oh. it. No. I make a thing called butter chicken. It's an Indian dish. It's to die for. It is restaurant quality. It's <laughs> it's five-star Michelin quality stop. Indian food. No, stop I'm not it. kidding no, just you, stop Patrick. It. I'm not kidding you. This Instant Pot is the greatest device to come along since the toaster. How about the crock pot? How about the crock pot this, was pretty good. This is a crock pot. Well, it's I know, crock, but... No, it sautés, oh, it steams, it does this, Here it does that. It's a well, slow cooker, it it's a fast though? cooker, and it's it, a it steamer. Makes whole, and it makes a chicken in like 20 minutes. Oh, right? it's, it, it's the best. <laughs> I'm telling you. And there's a whole, there's a cadre of, of, of Instant Pot aficionados out there. Oh, really? I'm t- it's like a club. Oh, there's a club now. Yeah, it's a, like an Instant oh. Pot club. Uh-huh. So, Pat, you're in the club now. You have one of these things. You're in the club. I'm telling you. I can't wait. You, I make some, you make some goop, that famous goop of yours in an Instant Pot. Oh, it'll be a going, hit. What have I been doing with my life? I'm telling you right no. now. I mean, usually you, you've got that goop, as you know, has to coagulate. It needs to, it needs to rest. The flavors need to marry. And I'm just wondering if, if that can happen even faster in an yes. instant pot. I'm oh, telling you boy. right now, yes. Yes, you, yeah, yeah. How long does it normally take for you to cook goop? 
Good. Well, if, if I want to serve it on Friday, I start on Monday. Yeah. What? You want to serve it on Friday at 7? Yeah. You start cooking it at 5. Oh, <laughs> be ready. Uh, oh that's going to be gross. Ew. That's not real Betty goop, though. That's just Instant Pot goop. That's no, it's different. Just, it's, just a, it's just a faster way of cooking food. Oh. All right, I'm going to have to give it a try. All right, All right, Patrick. Thanks for joining us. It's always fun. Happy New Year, and we're going to have a great year. And thanks for Happy joining New us Year on to Thursday. You too, James, and to all of you guys, look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, you got all it, right. buddy. Pat Clark, Hater Sports, over now. Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. Eddie the Shaman's coming by after a bit. We'll have what? that regular round of Closest to the Pin as well on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. I won't be here tomorrow. Jim Colbert's show takes over Fridays between 3 and 7. There's some um, uh, good news for those of you who are parents. You have children in, still in um, middle school, I guess, or high school. According to the Centers for Disease Control, American high school students are having less sex than they were a decade ago. Woo! While those who are having... While those who are having sexual intercourse are doing so at a later age... Well, that's probably uh, let's see too. what's going on here. When they're ready, when they're ready, you know, mentally ready. Forty-one yeah, percent like of students in grades nine through twelve <laughs> nine reported 12. having sexual intercourse. Oh, how many percent? Forty-one percent. Oh my! In the ninth grade. That's fourteen. He's the hormones in the chickens. That's down from almost forty-seven <laughs> percent in two thousand five, and from fifty-three percent in nineteen ninety-five. In nineteen ninety-five, fifty-three percent of uh, kids. In grades 9 through 12, we're engaging well, in sexual intercourse. cut that out, intercourse. will you? Just cut it out right now. Uh, here's some good news for parents of middle school kids, or high school kids, actually. I'm not over. I'm not oh, sorry. What yet. else do you have? Another statistic for us? half of the us? estimated right. 20 million new infections every year are contracted by people between the ages of 15 and 24. Oh. So they don't know about safe sex. They're getting all kinds of... Well, they probably know about it, but they just don't pay any attention mm. to it. Or a lot of well, them don't pay any stupid. attention. Well, because they're stupid. Their kids are 14. How do they know? Well, maybe if we had better sexual education in the United States, yeah, they would know probably, better. That's probably true. Yeah. Thank you. Ooh. Not the same level in the Netherlands. Yeah. Netherlands? Yeah. Mm. They don't teach abstinence only over there. Yeah, you know, they bring kids in, both sexes, and they, you know, approach it in an adult fashion. Instead of using, you know, instead of lying to kids, you're... 
Yeah, and then they do the banana condom thing. They do oh, all that boy. kind of stuff, and uh, you know the kids. If you treat them with respect, they'll uh, they, for the most part they'll treat you back with respect. That's true. They want to know everything that's going on her, so they can get it on as quickly as possible. Here's a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Got that solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. Today's January 4th, 2018. Today, what? Jim, is National Spaghetti Day. Now, wouldn't mm. you like a nice plate of spaghetti? No. Oh, damn. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but spaghetti. I like the bread. Like public bakery bread. So you got public bread. No, spaghetti. I'm not against spaghetti. I just, I mean, I had a lot of Italian food over the holiday. Oh, you did? Oh, all yeah. right. Well, tomorrow. A little bit over pasta. I know. have to, you know, I have to get all of these in also on Thursday now. Tomorrow is whipped cream day. I like whipped cream. Not cool whip, whipped cream. <laughs> no, I like whipped What's cream. What's the difference? <laughs> one's, one's cool whip. No, that's not at cool. At Costco, you get the three pack of the, you know, the yeah. whipped cream. And oh, we, sh- I got it at the holiday time because all the desserts yes. and stuff. Cool whips in a bowl. I caught my daughter a last tub. night. Just She had a coffee mug and just filling it with whipped cream. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I'm just, you know, for dessert. Yeah. Having a snack. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Whipped cream that's day. Light. Fresh strawberries, some ready whip on top of Tell there. Yeah. It's a good time. Tomorrow is whipped cream day. Get yeah. some blueberries, some uh, strawberries, put them in a bowl, cover it with whipped cream. See, I, not today, tomorrow. That that's the fifth. Doubt there'll be any left. No, oh, boy. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, on the sixth, which is Saturday, it's shortbread. I know you like shortbread. I do like shortbread. Yep, so it's a good day for you, Saturday. It's also, if you don't like shortbread, I don't know what's wrong with you, but if you don't like it, it's also National Bean Day. It could be what kind of bean? It just any old beans at all. You know, beans. Beans have a reaction with most people. You just put some beano in there. No, that's gross. Yeah, take beano before. You shouldn't medicate people. I whiten my teeth over the holidays with beano. Nope. And uh, I was getting ready to brush my teeth and I said, good God, Jim, look at that. You know, you got to do something about that. So I got those strips, those Colgate strips or yeah. whatever they are. Oh, yeah, Crest yeah. White. You used them? Crest they White work. strips. They no. work. Yeah, I guess it's Crest. Crest White strips. I they have work. them. They yeah, work. Yeah, they're magical. They are. Look. <laughs> they have really you used work. Them? They really you work. Use them? Yes. Yes. Now. There's one that you use every day, and there's one for special occasions. I, at Costco, you have to buy a double pack. So I bought the double pack. I didn't have a choice. Double pack. And and the everyday one does a good job lightning, but the special occasion strips, holy Toledo, they work. Yeah, what's in them, though? I mean, cutting through all that I stuff. I don't care. I do not care at all. So I have to be careful because these two, these Bugs Bunny teeth, the front two? Yeah, these are these are caps. Oh, yeah. I, for the most part, you can't tell. You're not supposed to whiten caps. Uh, Unless you look at the gum caps. line. Yeah, I know. So I would hate to have, you know, two yellow in the center. top front teeth and the rest oh, white. Oh, that would look like Bubba teeth or something. You know, that would look bad. Yeah, you got to be careful. That was happy. Nice. Do you do it every day? Do you whiten? Every day for what? 14 days or something. No, mine didn't. Every day for 10 days? Every Something day like for that, seven days? Seven, I think it was seven. In a pack. Whatever's yeah, in the pack. Yeah, it takes a little bit of adjustment to get that thing on your teeth. Okay. Yeah. You can move around a little bit. You, I break down you on it. like I, saran wrap on your teeth. Yeah. I keep tapping. Jim, people text Real Mobile 77031. That is still powered by David Moss Toyota. And some people may have missed portions of the show, and they were talking about uh, you know, concerns about the UCF parade being at Disney and wishing it was downtown. It well, if they miss the announcement, Monday night at 6 p.m. will be a downtown yeah. block party on Church Street for UCF. 
And uh, so that starts yeah. at 6 p.m. Thank that, me for that. Thank Jim Phillips for that. No, that's ridiculous. That's not ridiculous. Okay. I made a big stink I, about it. Mm-hmm. Made a gigantic stink about it. So you got to do something that you can't market yourself as your hometown team and not have a parade downtown or at least at the University of Central Florida campus. Because mm-hmm. then the marketing doesn't work. And they said, geez, he's absolutely correct. So besides Disney on Sunday, now downtown. Monday on Monday, evening. yes. Good. And Thank right you. before the real national championship. Uh, well, whoa, whoa. You can just you know, eat those words there, Missy. No, it's Alabama-Georgia. That's the championship game. So they're doing it so people can walk. That's wall- a championship game. No, that game. is the FBS or whatever it's called. You know, that's the f- football bowl system that we have. So Just the way it's worked out. Like it or not. All right. It's also, the national championship game. Yeah. Texter wants to know, uh, no. did you settle a bet about Chip and Joanna Gaines? Because, Jim, you bet they would split by the end of the <laughs> year. And instead, they announced they're having a baby. So I believe that was one of the many dollars uh, you pay, paid. I paid payment. off. I paid him $12 yesterday after aye, the aye, show. Aye. And finally, you've <laughs> been talking a lot about how this new four-day week in 2018 for the Phillips file all the Friday events that we normally do on a Friday are now happening on Thursday. We already spoke to Pat Clark. Eddie the Shaman's on his way. We'll yeah. play So You Want to Win It in just a little bit. But people are asking, what about the five-minute professor? Five-minute professor will be on Wednesday. 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 Yeah. Got it all figured out. Starting next Wednesday. Let me take this call. Here's Beth. What's happening, Beth? Well, I wanted to ask Jack, since he was in Atlanta, did he go to the varsity, the famous varsity? Mm-hmm. For hot dogs and stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, Sweetheart, I, he was just up there for the game. He mm-hmm. went up and then he'd get back. It wasn't, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know, but you just you drive pass through yeah. and bam, get you some hot dogs on the way home. It's right there on that 75. <laughs> it's right there off 75 or 85 or whatever oh, it is. I did right. not know that. Mo, how do you know that? Because I've been there. Really? And, yeah. My daughter lives in Atlanta. Oh, but I, uh, I've been there. and Yeah, I've been there. And that, that varsity is a, is a classic. Yeah. Yep, it is. Yeah, it is. And you know, it, when you go up there, you know you can get them to make you the goat pack, and they will freeze them for you. Oh, wow. Dry I don't think it would be so good frozen. Yeah. I don't know if they were no. open at 530 on New okay. Year's Day, but yeah, that would have been a good, to, you know, fuel up for the drive home. Oh, for hot yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I just wondered whether you had made it to the great grand famous bar today. Well, thank you, Beth, I did not. for keeping the bar high. I appreciate that. one 978 I did see Pat Clark in Atlanta, hung out with him. It was interesting watching him tell uh, uh, tales of sports story of, of yesteryear, and all the other uh, younger sports casters would come around and, and gather around and listen to Pat, you know, tell, tell a uh, story. He does tell a good story, too. He does. He commands the room when he starts talking with those yeah, stories. Good yeah. Story mm-hmm. yeah, I was in town for 27 hours. <laughs> 19 degrees. Did you I, drive yourself? I had to go. I did. I drove by myself. And actually, six what I, six you know what I realized? See, Chris Russo? I like to be by myself. Oh, God. <laughs> I do. That's from a man who lives with all women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I was I don't like, blame him. Do you, you see know, Chris Russo? I did not. There? I did not. Christopher Russo. Graduate of kind of this. Yeah. Cluster in a way, That's some true. former what, fashion. Yeah, went from uh, Jacksonville to Orlando to New York. Yeah, Rollins College graduate. Has That's been correct. big time in New York after paying his dues here in Orlando for a couple of years. Yupper. Mm. Mad dog. Making zillions of dollars. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, he's making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's written two books or more than a, that he, or something. He's pulling on some good money. Matter of yeah. fact, mentioned you in a dedication to one of his books. First book, of course. Mm-hmm. Points.
NFL TV ratings have dropped for the second straight season. Why? In 2017, the NFL's ratings were down nearly 10%. Weather, kneeling football players, what's the reason? Uh, Better. Boring. uh, Better resolution on my TV at home. It says either A, political reasons. (laughs) They're they're thinking it may be one of three things. Political reasons. Ridiculous. Oversaturation or poor, you know, poor play. I mean, you just can't watch any more football. Or the NFL Red Zone channels where you really feel like you're right there anyway. Yeah. You have everything you need from the comfort of your lazy boy. It, it could be all three factors. All You're right. Red Zone uh, Channel is pretty fun. They always go to a scoring game. Right. They added Thursday night football throughout the season. Football but players hate that. You're Too getting, much. Yeah, you're getting uh, less compelling matchups. Well, there's much more offered being on various social platforms as well. More mm-hmm. programs and movies and this and that. Whatever, it's almost too much. If We're you started watching, uh, uh, what was it called? That was the name of the mockumentary. Was it American Vandal? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. You have not. No, Pink Manhattan. Uh, you're missing okay. Oh, oh, I was supposed to do it last night? Sorry. Get to it, will you please? What are you trying to do? Program a radio station? It's the Phillips <laughs> File <laughs> on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to text in and win tickets to see the sold-out Alter Ego show in Los Angeles is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From- And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Got that right, regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against... Jay Carlos is the backup on one and zero, one nil. That's true for the season. Had an outstanding record last year. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to surpass that this season, but I will try my best. Mr. Pinkman, what is the prize? Detail the prize while I head to the soundproof booth. It is a pair of tickets to Diamond Resorts Invitational. The Diamond Resorts Invitational returns to Orlando January 12th through the 14th at Tranquilo Golf Club at the Four Seasons Resort Orlando with PGA Tour legends, LPGA stars, and all-star celebrities. Uh, Benefiting Florida Hospital for Children, you can visit DRIGolf.com for tickets and details. Very good. Thank you very much, Mr. Pinkman. Let's get our player, Jay. Hello, Jay. Ready to play? I am one-on-one today, Mr. Phillips. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here you go, Jay. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. It's true. It's also the name of the category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. Facts and figures about this latest cold snap in reference to the bomb cyclone blast that put a chill in the air. Are you ready to go, Jay? I are. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. Video streamed in from Florida's capital showing the white stuff falling from the sky. When is the last year Tallahassee saw measurable snowfall? Oh, 1987. The National Weather Service issued winter storm watches and warnings all the way from northern Florida to northern Maine. Per USA Today, how many miles did that cover? 2,360. As of yesterday, how many people in the U.S. have died this week in cold-related deaths? Eight. Record cold high temperatures were broken in many locations, according to CNN. What is the projected low temperature for both New York City and Philadelphia this weekend? 
Uh, is it the same number? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, 12 degrees. With four to six inches of snowfall expected in New York City, sanitation workers are getting ready to take to the streets. How many plows will be on the job? Uh, 620. Time. Good job. Put you on hold, okay. Jay. Hang hey, out there. Hey, hey, hey. Record your time as Moyer waves down Jim. Hang out in the hold zone. I still think we should get her those uh, ba- uh, those flashlights with the orange cones on oh, them, like, like an air traffic control. Yeah. No, boop, uh, boop, 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 what, yeah. what do you call uh, those? The, the ground crew. Yeah, the guy with the, At thing, the airport. The orange mm-hmm. flashlight cone. Thanks. Yeah, but there's a name for those guys. They're not air traffic controllers. No, they're I'm not. I'm sure at least they're one of them traffic. listens. Ooh, ground traffic controllers. Maybe. How about that? Hey, Jim, what do you call the guys at the airport who have the orange flashlights and wave planes around yeah. on the tarmac? They, they're called plane. Oh, what do they call the guys? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're the uh, plane di- uh, plane directors. Oh, that's it. The plane directors. <laughs> Let me write that up. Plane. P-L-A-I-N. No, A-N-E. I think you call them the baggage handlers who have something else to do. Have a flashlight. Take the flashlight. It's your turn to use the flashlight, Move that guy. Come on back. Mon back. Jim, we have a category not about air travel. Instead, it's about weather. Baby, it's cold outside is the name of the category. It's sent by Brad okay. uh, in reference to the bomb cyclone blast that put a chill in the air. Facts and figures about this latest cold snap. Thanks, Are you Brad. ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You good? Yeah, sure. In three, two, one. Video streamed in from Florida's capital showing the white stuff falling from the sky. When does the last year Tallahassee saw measurable snowfall? 1974. The National Weather Service issued a winter storm watches and warnings all the way from northern Florida to northern Maine. Per USA Today, how many miles did that cover? 2,200. As of yesterday, how many people in the U.S. have died this week in cold-related deaths? 18. Record cold high temperatures were broken in many locations, according to CNN. What is the projected low temperature for both New York City and Philadelphia this weekend? 18. With four to six inches of snowfall expected in New York City, sanitation workers are getting ready to take it to the streets. How many plows will be on the job? 200. Fine. All righty, then. Ooh, got your time. I'm adding five seconds. That's your handicap. Everybody has a chance. Mm -hmm. That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're playing against Jay, Jim. Thanks to Brad Brewer, the category okay. ramp agents. All right, or good luck, ra- Jay. Oh, ramp agents. People yeah. are oh, wing walkers. Oh, ramp. Wing walkers. Someone say ramp rats. Marshallers. Marshallers. People texting Real Mobile on what you huh. call the tarmac guys Flash with the flashlights that mm-hmm. wave the planes around. Well, they do more than that, don't they? Mm. No. We don't know. Oh, Mark- what are, you, are they just running around to various terminals, just uh, directing planes in? Yes. Maybe they yes. oversee the no. fueling process. Maybe they're unionized and they've that's made they it so do. that that's all they can do. No, 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 not no, 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 no. You can, they're not run. They're not running from one airline to another. Marshallers, ramp agents, <laughs> don't you think the baggage han- <laughs> ushers. No. That's a good question. Do baggage handlers? I mean, do they cover all the carriers, or do they say, "Look, I work for no, Southwest. Southwest, and that's yes. it. I'm not yeah, working yeah. for." They're not Delta. Delta. No. Mm. Delta baggage handlers do not work yeah, for Southwest. So a guy who's helping a plane, a Southwest plane come in, he's not jumping over down the, Mm-mm. you know, a couple hundred yards away to help the a con- Delta plane come no. in. No. Well, those guys could be airport workers as opposed to airline workers. Like air traffic control nah, yeah, yeah. works yeah, yeah. for the whole airport. Got another text for aircraft mm. marshalling. Marshal, that seems to be the That's popular cool answer. Name. All this from watching Moira wave you into the studio, the, Jim. Whoa, over here, yeah. <laughs> Has nothing to do with our category. You gotta get those flags from, you ever seen those old uh, World War II uh, films mm-hmm. with the guys on the aircraft carriers? Yeah. 
you know. What do you call two them? Flags. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> let's let's you know, stick with like flag man. Yeah. Or they're waving them off. Like, right. get, hey, get don't, the hell not out here, you know? not here. Ground crew, ground power operation. Up, power up. <laughs> Orange vesty guys. Jim, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Oh, so Tallahassee. When's the last time they had measurable? Snowfall. Per CNN meteorologist. I think that's a tricky thing. Michael it is tricky. That's very subjective. Well, it's got a stick. You know what I'm saying? Stick. It's got a stick. Yeah, okay. What'd Jay say? 87. Jim. 74. 19. 89. Jay gets a oh, point. Damn. He leaves Jim. Oh, no. Will he go down to one and one? Uh, let's see. So, the National Weather Service says winter storm watches from northern Florida to northern Maine. What's the distance? According to USA Today, Jay said... 2,360. That's a good guess. Jim said 2,200 even. <sighs> this answer, 1,500 miles. Jim is closer. Oh, Jim gets the point. Oh, snuck it in there, Pop. Good they, for you. Uh, well, I guess they do as a crow flies. Oh, so you get to go out in the Atlantic a little bit and right up the coast. Mm-hmm. You know, over Martha's Vineyard, yeah. Cape Cod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Short Sign time. Yeah. Yeah. Short I'm side sure idea. Yeah. Sign here. Got a big blow coming in here. <laughs> Tie up the Mary Bay. All right. We sail out of Gloucester in the morning. Uh, turning the page to some sad news. How many people have died this oh, week boy. due to the oh. weather? This week. It's only Thursday. How many could die already? Well, let's see. Jay said. Eight. Jim. Eighteen. The answer? Twelve. Jay is closer. Is. Jay gets the point. Oh. It's two to one. Son of a gun. Six in Wisconsin, four in Texas, mm. and one in North Carolina, one in Missouri. Uh, so, record cold High temperatures, where the high was, you know, yep. setting a new record for how cold it is. Right. What about the low temperatures predicted for this weekend in the tri-state area, New York, Philadelphia, this weekend? The cold, uh, the low is expected to be what? Jay said. 12. Oof. Jim. 18 again. The answer? Yeah. Three. Oh, really? my God. Jay gets a point. Oh. He's up three to oh, one. He's oh. got Phillips on the ropes. Come on, oh, tight up, man. Come on, baby. Come back, kid. Come on. Let's oh, get it up to a good like start. The snow, Here we go. Snow plow. You feel good about your snow plow answer? <laughs> no. Oh, rats. Come on. All right. Four to six inches of snowfall expected in the Big Apple. Mm. Sanitation workers. I want to be way off on this. If I'm only off by five or 25, <laughs> I'm going to be torqued. Sanitation workers have to put the plows on the big trucks and the, get the trucks mm, the to move in the snow. This. Come on. Getting ready to take it to the streets. How many plows will be on the job in the Big Apple? Come on, Jay. Jay said. Wow. In wow. the city alone, he said there will be 620 trucks. Wow. Jim. 200. <laughs> The answer? Yeah. 2,200. No I, I don't believe that. 2,200. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Jake gets a point. Loser. Loser. Define for me a you talk, snow plow. Mm, no, garbage trucks that are converted to snow plows. They put plows. That's how many plows they put out on oh, the Oh, wait road. a minute. What was the question, please? Read Repeat the, the question, oh please. Oh, my God. <sighs> Repeat the question. How many plows will be on the job? How plows. All right, good job, Jay. I'm one and one on the season. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks for playing closest to the oh, pitch. You're not a good loser. <laughs> not, a good loser. not really. Who is? Closest to the pin. Not really. Pin, pin, pin. Should have done away with this stupid game. We went to a four-day work week. one 978 1041 It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A man in England drank too much and bit a security guard's leg. Boy, he's a bit of an ankle biter he is. 
bit him right about the leg he did. Next, a man in Denmark had to pay a $2,200 cab far after taking a six-hour ride on New Year's Day. Oops. New Year New Debt. Am I right? Finally, a man was wrongly taken into custody, forced to take antipsychotic drugs and given a $50 gift card as an apology. Hey. Is he not $50 richer than he was before this happened? Hashtag quit your bitchin'. Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. See Jack's trip to the Peach Bowl at RealRadio.fm. End transmission. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting SeacoastBank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From... You are listening to The Phillips File. Coming to town in a couple of months, mm-hmm. trying to uh, secure an interview with him. Like to have him in studio. He's a hero of mine. Maybe we can get him on the phone, but I like him in studio. Pinkman's working on that. The future of his his future rests on whether oh, we get Dan no. Rather. That's mm-hmm. what I hear. You might have to go pick him up at the airport. <laughs> pick him. Not in my car. <laughs> oh God, no. We almost did. I had to do that with Bob Vila. Remember that? Yeah. Stacy Stacy handled that and she was not going to take no for an answer and it's like well he'd need food and I think she went to, she arranged to have yeah. food delivered for him and everything yeah yeah uh Honda Hyundai or Hyundai Hyundai yeah uh says it will have a self-driving car on the market by 2021 Really? Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's sooner this than is later. coming folks whether you like it or not this is going to put a lot this is going to start put I'm telling I got you a lot of questions. it's going to start putting a lot of people out of work Ugh. hotels they're already got to, in some hotels they're already using uh robots mm-hmm. to uh, work the front desk uh they're using them at fast food restaurants now whether it's burgers pizza all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know drivers truck drivers and all that kind of stuff dirty gym well let's not refer to him as dirty gym anymore but uh every friday we would talk with dirty gym to see what he has on primetime yeah, kitchen yeah. but because he's taking over the hours of three to seven on fridays Let's refer to him as Jim Colbert. That sounds weird. I don't know. I'm not used to it, I guess. I'm just trying not to say Jim Colbert. That's true. Because he's taking over tomorrow. <laughs> it is weird. So huh? I can have a four-day work week. So we're going to talk to him. Let's just see what he has. A, well, I don't know if he wants to talk about what he has planned for tomorrow. It might be a big surprise. What do you want to talk about, cooking? Or do you want to talk about your show tomorrow? What's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> rather. Oh, he got hit in the head. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> In the head. That's he was crazy. in a taxi he had... cab, wasn't he? Wasn't he in I a taxi cab? Yeah, something. He, he fell was in or... a taxi, and he thought he was being hijacked or something. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I guess I thought somebody walked up to him and just punched him in the face. Yeah, maybe that. At, at, I thought somebody walked up, said, "What's the frequency, Kenneth?" 
And he turned around, and the dude just straight punched him in the face. Oh, that happens oh, in uh, New York. Right. Happened to my father. <laughs> it did when he worked for I NBC. He got yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, some guy came up and uh, hit a, hit his partner and put him on the put him on the floor. My father turned around. Not a tough guy at all. Looked like one, but wasn't. And he got smacked and went to the ground. <laughs> you, ever been pu- you, ever, you ever been punched in the face by a grown man? Oh my God. Uh, n- not by a grown man, no. Mm-hmm. Grown woman, I yes. Pu- <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it uh, hurts. Ouch. I've been I've been punched by a, a a pretty big kid in high school, and then I punched by a woman as well. Uh, and it's it is the weirdest thing. You go through an emotional thing at before the pain hits. It's kind of yeah. weird. You're like, what? What happened? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, your face hurts. Yeah, I mean, I I I boxed in high school. They called me the little piston. I was the champion of Barracks B at Miami <laughs> Military. Way to think! Piston. I came in at the 115 pound range, but uh, in yeah, ret- kid dynamite. In, retro- in retrospect, little piston maybe not the best of choices. Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And just give me a little bit of a hint. What you're doing between three and seven? I know it's not going to be. So- I want to. I want to make this very clear. This is not. Jim Colbert taking over the Phillips file. This is Jim Colbert, his show, his brand. He, he he owns the hours between 3 and 7. Whatever he's doing, he's doing. I have no control over this whatsoever. So if it bombs, I don't want yeah, anybody blaming me for this. All right? Yeah, yeah. Look, and I don't either. I love taking all the hate. It's a part of my gig. I absorb it quite well. I've learned to use it as energy, and I'm cool with it. Look. We're going to do, um, we're kind of, kind of, <clears throat> the idea is keeping the legacy of what you kind of started, the whole open forum idea in Orlando, like, you know, doing calls and stuff. The yep. personalities, I think, that we've, that are on the program and offer different perspectives that we've kind of heard on the station before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a professional stand-up that's going to be coming in, not to mention he's, he's very creative, uh, uh visually. He, he writes, uh, he's very well known downtown. His name's Ross Paget. Uh, he's a constant at the Fringe Festival. Uh, does quite well there. Deb has been a uh, voice in Orlando for many, many years, but a voice that nobody really knows. They know her as news Deb, but she's got so much more to offer. And then just some other douchebag. Hey, who's that? <laughs> Shouldn't talk girl. about yourself like that. <laughs> who's that? I, know, what's, I never heard of this guy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I think what we're going to do, Jim, is uh, we're just going to be a, uh, as irreverent as possible. Uh, we're going to do some some ways to give stuff away a little differently. Right. Um, we're going to do some, you know, some, you know, prizing and stuff. It's just going to be different. And then we're going to do a lot of interviews. I, I, I find people interesting. I think our second show, not this week, because we're going to kind of do this to get our pants on. But the second show, um, I'm, I think we're going to bring in a funeral director um, and a guy who runs uh, a funeral home because I find that very interesting. From that time that you have somebody that passes to the time they show up at the there's that there's that weird five day period. And I've always been kind of interested in stuff like that. Not necessarily morbid. I don't want to cause any ill feelings, but the mechanics of yeah. how that happens to me is fascinating. You know, and I, and, and I don't know why, but stuff like that, that's what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to find interesting, unique things uh, in humanity to bring to life. And some of that may be news. Some of it may be lifestyle topics, but just stuff I find and the crew finds interesting. We're going to dive into it. And uh, and then talk about it and have some fun with it. All right, Jimmy's taking over three to seven on Fridays. Give me the day off. I can contemplate my navel a little bit more than I usually do. Nice. So what have you been? I mean, are you still doing primetime kitchen? 
Yeah, so that is definitely through 2018. Uh, we're going to do Primetime Kitchen on the radio. Primetime will never die because I love it too much. Um, it may go to an online product and more of a visual product than a radio product. Right. But as of right now, but you know what? Honestly, Jim, if the schedules work out where I feel that very comfortable uh, doing both of those, let's face it, it's an hour of radio. We've been doing this for quite a while. Um, and there's still tons of interest in the topic, and the show still gets lots of juice. So uh, I'm going to do it until people don't want it done. And uh, I've been working many, many hours of my life for a long time. Uh, hours don't bother me so much, and uh, uh, that's it. Hours. Jeez. I can't stand yeah, hours. I just, you know, I'm, I, I'm just cut from a different cloth. I think after, I think maybe in my younger years, and I said, you know, you work and work and work and work and work, and then, it, you know, it just got to the place that I don't want, you know, I don't have any interest in working. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I mean, I've I been mean, working, you know, I, was, I turned to my wife the other day, I was getting ready for, to come in and say, I've been working since I was 16 years old. Yeah. And I'm now, you know, well, I'm 70 years, I'm, well, I'm 70 years old. I'm going on 71 years old. It's like, jeez, yeah. man, I don't want to work. It, it's odd for us to say that, no different than it's weird for somebody to comment on a movie star who doesn't know any money because when you look at our jobs, we're like, well, geez, that's cake. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do yeah, that okay. forever? But, but, yeah, and I understand that. You know, I mean, you have to. You have to be cognizant of the reality of the unique nature of our jobs. But in the same sense, you know, with my situation, I'm like, well, I've been 25 years of my life. I've supported other people's ideas. You know, and I do get some of mine on the air, but my perspective really isn't what drives the show there. My, like, tones of it do, but not purely. You know, I don't, I don't know what we're talking about every day. An idea, like you've done for many, many years in your life, of driving topics and attacking uh, uh, stuff that you really find interesting and worthy of your, of your fight. Man, that's, to me, that's, that's a reinvigoration of my career that I've needed greatly for the last few years. And if you got that funeral director person on, you know, why can't you bury somebody in your backyard? <laughs> That's a That's a great no, I mean, you know, if you have the proper containment, you know, if you follow all the rules, look, you have to put them in a cement box like a, like a, uh, like a perma. Yeah. And like, you, you know, if you follow all the rules and regulations that would normally be in place for a graveyard, then why can't you, you know, just dig out a hole in the in the backyard and have your own i mean they used to do it on farms don't they or used to yeah man are you kidding when we were up in western maine buddy it'd be nothing to drive around and see a big plot of land where there's a farm in that and in the corner there you could see clearly four five six seven grave sites and that was pretty much generations of their family or or have a crypt you know above ground uh, some fancy uh you know thing Shove them in yeah. there. Put the whole family in there. They're just dropping like flies, you know. Maybe some <laughs> influenza comes along, and the whole family's going down. You just shove them in there. Florida's littered with graves like that. I mean, I'm telling you, man, up in North Florida, hell, you don't have to go outside of Orlando that far. Let's face it. When you open those areas, you start walking around those woods. I mean, it it really it it really isn't that uncommon. Hell, out in Oakland, Florida, just past Claremont, I think it is. Tiny little blip of a of not even a city really it's just a crossroad and for many many years when i, I first moved to the city everybody knew about the oakland cemetery it was one of the oldest most decrepit almost movie scene like cemeteries in the city and of course always said to be haunted but i mean and that thing was just on the side of highway 50 man i mean you could throw a cigarette butt to it just in there <laughs> 
I mean, I just find that stuff fascinating. I mean, just how things work like that is always interesting to me because it's so emotional. And then even when I'm talking to the guy today for a short period of time, he kind of makes a joke. Because well, you'd have to think about, yeah, think about the mentality of doing that every day of your life. You have to find some way to make that lighthearted. And I, I just think that's an interesting, odd kind of emotional dichotomy you have to deal with. Go home, deal with your family, and all day you've been dealing with sorrow, basically. Well, it's like, hey, honey, how was your day? Right. Well, you know, I had to put a uh, you know plastic tube up some you know dead oh. person's you know anus. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you got to drain them. I mean, you have to. You have... Oh my God, you have to say that. What? Who's going to have? Who's... I'd like They're... to know. Seriously, like to know whether seriously, is... pop. Really? Hold on a minute. Let me yeah. let me just finish. Let me just make an observation. You can run with it if you want to. But... <laughs> they don't give them lipo. No, when you when you when you. Uh... You got to drain their you drain their body fluids. You got to you know you got to so you can put the formaldehyde in there. Yeah, yeah. They cut them open though, and like like a chicken, right? No, no I think they just you know put something right up there, and then oh, you know, god. oh god, open this open this spigots. Now I don't know whether there's a vacuum seal, so you have to you know release. I have no idea. Ask this guy whether there's a higher rate of alcoholism in the funeral director business as opposed to maybe something else. I would. That's not a. That can't be a fun job. I don't know, man. This guy looks pretty darn happy. I mean, I know they make an ass load of money. Well, yeah, he knows uh, that he's never going to be out at work. You know, it's yeah. like that. It's like uh, being a barber. You know, there's always going to be something to do. Well, he introduced himself in this nature. I was actually having a conversation with another old friend of all of ours, Steve White, out of Porky's. Yeah. And as we're talking, he walks up and kind of introduced me, Steve did, and, you know, everybody knows everybody there. It's like uh, it's like Mayberry's meeting place up there in Apopka. And he says to me, he goes, hey, this and the other, and he goes, hey. And he goes, hey, this is so-and-so, he's a funeral director, and he goes, I'll never let you down. And can you imagine how many of those great little lines he has that are so bad they work? But, I, I mean, I can't wait, dude. You know, there are funeral homes now that af- actually have coffee bars in the funeral homes. They're actually like selling coffee. No, I'm not no, kidding Starbucks you. This is true. Yeah. yeah, they have like, star- it's either Starbucks or they have, you know, and they sell pastries and this and that, a little nosh. You know, as you're waiting for everybody to come in to have the ceremony. I went to a funeral with one. It was down in Boca, and it was a Jewish funeral home, and there were, yeah, it was totally, they had snacks. They're doing all manner of things. I mean, another big thing is the, you know, the big funeral companies, you know, they're buying all the, you know, funerals were basically mom and pop operations. Now, maybe they had another one, you know, in another town, but that's, it was a family affair, and now a lot of these companies are just buying them up. Like as a like a giant management yeah. type group, or they put them yeah. all under one blanket. Well, they come in. I mean, it's like hospitals buying out uh, doctors' practices. You know, they just oh, buy yeah. them up and gobble them up because they figure they can cut costs and uh, make more money by dropping somebody in the ground. Well, are, I just have a curiosity. I don't know if this is too personal, you just tell me. Um, are you a getting buried guy? Or are you a cremated guy? And or are you a organ donor or not? Uh, no, I'm not an organ donor. I have this fear that I'm basically a non-believer, <clears throat> but I like to cover my bases, and I like to think if there's a great beyond, I want to have everything with me when I go there, all right? I don't want to be arriving someplace without a kidney and no eyeballs and, uh, you, know, you, know, whatever they, you know, whatever they're going to take out of there, because that, 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 would, that would be a real drag. No, I don't know. I, you know. The old line that I used to have is, uh, is I wanted to be buried in a big Tupperware container, and then the pallbearers would have to burp the lid. But. 
<laughs> like old green bean casserole. Yeah, exactly. You know, just lay me in there in a in a bed of ice and uh, you know burp the lid and you know put me in the ground. Now, I, I, I think probably cremation. Yeah, that's the way I'd go. Yeah, I think so too. And the reason why is this: I've said it before. Uh, I'm going to have an artist fashion an urn in the likeness of me doing something vulgar, and I'm going to make my children pass me around in five-year increments. What, like a like a conversation pillow? I don't understand. I mean, no, like, but they uh, just have like possession a, of it for a while. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, uh, let's say one of my girls will keep it for two or three years, and she'll say, I'm tired of looking at Dad because uh, the face he had carved on that wooden thing is super creepy. So you get him for a uh, couple years, and then we're just going to do that until they get tired of me and just you know put me in the recycling bin. When my father uh, died, he was uh, cremated, and uh, we never could find uh, you know the ashes. Finally, my brother found a bag, a big plastic bag. Yep. I guess his ashes in mm-hmm. back in some closet of my mother's condo in Vero Beach, and he took the bag. I think he actually took the ashes and formed them into tiny golf balls and teed <laughs> off on them. I mean, that's the kind of way we thought about it. They have a lot thought. of things to do with ashes now. You can send them into outer space. You yeah. can put them in. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, just, yeah, we, just, we just put them on a tee and uh, laid into it, you know, something that we always wanted to do. That's funny. Did you guys know that Disney is one of the number one places on Earth for people to try to attempt to spread their their loved ones' ashes. Yeah, I never thought I, I about remember, it. I remember talking to a Disney employee a while back and uh, because we got on a conversation similar to this. One, one called in or texted in or something and said, hey, look, I don't know if you know this, but that, that's like a legit issue at Disney properties across huh. this planet because people are so revered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so revered the Disney idea of life that they do that. Also, I know the Pebble Beach Golf Club for a while was one of those that, that it seemed like you know weekly or bi-weekly or whatever, there was this little run of people sneaking on the golf course and, and dropping their ashes because that was their father's, you know, most uh, beloved piece of golf property. But, uh, yeah, I, I find that kind of romantic in an odd way. Yeah. Hey, good luck tomorrow. Best of luck to you. And uh, why don't we uh, do this every Thursday? Just get a little bit of an idea what you're going to be doing on Fridays, if that's okay. Buddy, I can't wait. All right, bud. Good luck tomorrow. Jim Colbert show tomorrow between 3 and 7 on Real Radio 104.1. Eddie the Shaman's coming in. We'll have So You Want to Win It. Eddie's going to get our chakras aligned. We're taking Fridays and shoving them into Thursdays (laughs) because the Phillips File is now in a four-day work week. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio (laughs) 104.1. Chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From-
have done some of that time. Phillips file for a uh, Thursday. Lines are open if you want to play some So You Want to Win. You say, wait a minute, So You Want to Win on a Thursday, So You Want to Win on a Thursday, because we normally play it on a Friday, but I'm not here on Friday anymore, so we'll shove it into Thursday. I did the shamans here to help out as a lifeline. We have uh, Mr. Pinkman as a lifeline as well. What are some of the prizes there, Mr. Pinkman, if we have any? We have a pair of run of engagement passes to all the money in the world at any AMC theater in the Orlando area. I believe that's supposed to be a pretty good one. Which one? All the money in the world. That's the Mark, one about Mark uh, Wahlberg's in it. The the uh, rich, um, it's about the rich Getty. guy, J. Paul Getty, had his grandson was uh, his grandson was kidnapped, had his ear and, cut off, right. and J. Paul Getty wouldn't, wouldn't pay. pay for him because right. he said if I pay for him, then that's they're going to the they're going to grant. Yeah, skin flint. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we have a couple pairs of passes to Monster Jam. Brave Digger going to be there. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. will be there. Maybe even son of a digger, but I can't confirm that one. Rick Digger Jr. El Toro Loco will be there. <laughs> Max D, uh, Monster Mutt, and more. You can buy tickets. Go to realradio.fm keyword events for more info. And we have another pair of tickets to the Diamond Resorts Invitational. So if you missed out on that during Closest to the Pin, uh, now's your chance to win those. Eddie, is it cold out there? Sir, it is very brisk, and it's very brisk too cold. first thing in the morning. It's too cold. Oh, dude, this morning. I know. This morning. Like, do you remember having to use your, like, credit card when you were in a pinch to, like, scrape your frosty windows? Yeah. No. Dude, I had to, I'd go old school, Connecticut style. I turned the car on, and I had to sit there for, like, five minutes while everything started warming. And then I'm, like, scraping at it. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Nobody has a scraper. They actually had to de-ice a plane at Orlando International Airport with the de-icing machine. Dude, not only could you see your breath, but it was like I could see my breath and a lot of hate. I'm sorry. In if I'm on the eyes. plane, if I'm on the plane, or yeah. I'm seeing you know, again, I got my ticket in my hand. I'm looking out the window, and they're de-icing a plane. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting on the plane. I'm sorry. I'm not getting on that. What plane. What do you mean you're not getting on? Well, I'm not getting on it. I'm, no. I'm not. I'm not. You can get on it. I'm not getting on it. They're spraying it for ice. Better than them not de-icing the plane. Wouldn't you rather see them doing it? You're sure they've done it then. I don't want any part of it. Maybe I'll just check the weather. If it's a certain degree, if it's below freezing, I'm just not going to the airport. Oh. What? I've done enough flying lessons. I know about ice. Oh, boy. Dude, especially Florida black ice. Well, now people are dealing with real black ice, like in Georgia and stuff. A friend of mine was driving some horses down, and he said there was like a 20-car pileup because you know, there's nothing on there, but you just see them sketch. Yeah. Dude, that's, that right there, that'll wake you up. When your wheel just starts spinning uncontrollably, and you're yeah. like, good luck. Yeah, turn well, into the turn. Ex- ex- you turn into you. the turn. You turn yes. into the turn. You so never, turn, tr- you never turn out of the turn. That's the, when you lock it up. The rear of your car goes to the right. If the front's going to the left, you steer to the left. Yes, oh, you want to turn it. You want to put it into a spin, exactly. as, a far, as opposed to opposing the turn, because then I'll you lock it up and then you flip. Or you basically jet right into the guardrail. So that's why, yeah, spin, yeah, or just you keep roll spinning. over and then you go flying out of there. But and then you got to let you got to take your hands off a the telephone wheel. pole. <laughs> I had a bunch of people because they know I'm such a car enthusiast. Ask what? me about I know. Ask me and especially about tires and stuff. They said, "Listen, Moira, uh, today I got in my car. It was very cold in the morning, and they they I saw my light go on sure. about tire pressure. Exactly. And, and they said they were very worried about it. And they said I thought of they thought of me, I guess, because I was the expert in winter air, summer air." So I said, it's cold, so your tire light may be on in error, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to go get it checked. Check the pressure and see what's doing there. Shrinkage. Definitely shrinkage. Is that true? Yeah, the I, rubber I didn't shrinks down. Go get it checked. I told them to go get it checked. 
Just go in the go sun get for a, a couple hours. Just get yourself a, a you know a, a tire pressure gauge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to take it somewhere and get the air put in, or go to Seven Eleven. So go somewhere and get you know adjust it so it's proper. But I don't know. That's a tough. I mean, I think he's right. You know, yeah. You but by the time you get there, then your there. tires are getting warmed up. Mm-hmm. Then you have an incomplete picture of what the real pressure is. Oh boy, that's mm-hmm. true too. You know what? The you real... have to have an air compressor at home and a tire gauge. Dude, I, I got one. I have a tire gauge. I don't have a compressor. I have one. Well, a little teeny one. My husband. Yeah. Your husband doesn't have an air yeah, compressor? Probably, if it makes noise, he's got one. Yeah, I, I'm sure I have hey, one. Hey, check when the tires are cold and then uh, inflate them to the proper pressure. You know where the pressure is. You know where it's listed. <laughs> on the inside of your door, too. There you go, Mo. Yeah, she knows her cars. Not she is a car com- enthusiast. Let's get Sawyer hey, on Mo. Mo did it. Ah, nice Just saying. We're not getting her again with that. Let's huh. get uh, So You Want to Win out underway. One at a time, please. Thank you very much. Three rounds to So You Want to Win a True, False. Brad's in the news, and then we have Brad's who said that. Let's get it underway. Kevin, you're first up. You ready to play? Sure, let's go. All right, buddy, true or false? And because it's the first so you'll want to win of 2018, you can use lifelines for your true false. True All or right. false? Apopka won its fifth straight state bowling championship. Is that true or false? Apopka won its fifth straight state bowling championship. True or false, you have lifelines if you want to use them. Well, they're known for athletes in football. Um, hmm. I would like to say true, but let's let's go with a lifeline. Well, uh, I've been uh, following the Hopka bowling team for years, and I know they had a star on there named Peter uh, for the last four years, and a guy came through and won it this year. So I'm going to go with five years, yes. Mr. Pittman, what do you with- think? I think false. Why? Oh, trust. Because you don't like a popka? No, it's not that. It just sounds a little out there. All right, there. what do you want to do, and Kevin? True or false? Hey, let's go with the true. Positive That's on the your first final answer. Did. That's your final answer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is true. It says here, so uh, led by Gage Stelling, who yep. averaged 229 per game. Round two, here's Mo. It's good bowling right there. Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. And here is your question. Here's some recent news. Five seemingly unrelated things fell together at relatively the same time. A guitar in Memphis, a peeps chick in Bethlehem, a potato in Boise, a peach in Atlanta, and an opossum in Brasstown, North Carolina. What's going down? What's going down? A guitar, a peach chick? A a guitar in Memphis, peeps chick in Bethlehem, potato in Boise, peach in Atlanta, opossum in a place called Brasstown, North Carolina. Wow. I'm going to go with the fact that all those cities and our counties, that's what they dropped for that's New Year's. That's exactly right. Just like good. the ball in Times Square. Right, here we go. Brad's who said that. Uh, it's multiple choice. You know the way this uh, goes. I'll give you a quote. Tell me who said it. It's multiple choice. The quote, I'm loving life now. Who said that? Tiger Woods, George Clooney, or John Mayer? Tiger Woods, of course, the golfer, the actor George Clooney, and the singer-songwriter John Mayer. I'm loving life now. You have lifelines if you want them. All right. Well, I wouldn't think it'd be Tiger Woods because he's still struggling. Maybe John Mayer, George Clooney. But uh, let's check with some lifelines between the two. As much as I'd love it to be Tiger, which I think it should be because he's coming back, I'm going with John Mayer because the emergency appendectomy gave him a close death certificate thingy, and now he appreciates life unlike he used to. Bam. But you never, Bam. You know, I just want to make something very clear. You know, when these when I provide these quotes, that doesn't mean that it was said yesterday. It could have been from 10 years ago. I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. Uh, All right. Pinkman says Tiger Woods. <laughs> Nobody's going with George Clooney. Uh, All right. 
Well, I'm going to go with John Mayer. Come on with John Mayer. That's your final answer? Sure. No. I'm sorry. Oh. It was Tiger Woods. Tim, oh. Tim, you tried to give him a clue. Damn. I did. Um, I know. Well, I tried. And let me take a little <laughs> break. We'll come back. Uh, we've got more contestants for So You'll Want to Win. Eddie's going to get our shock result. I remember on this Thursday. That's okay. A long weekend. It's the Phillips File <laughs> on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. You want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah. So you want to win a Our homework assignment over the long uh, holiday, holiday. three-day weekend. Mm. Well, it's like a holiday until I get used to it. Uh, try to watch American Vandal, or at least, you know, an episode or two, if you can, on Netflix. And Black Mirror. Oh, Black Mirror. That's you like good it? One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, I, isn't it? seen one episode of that. American one with the pig? Vandal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Black Mirror. I just wrote American Mirror. Oh, wow. <laughs> I say both. You said both That's on Netflix. <laughs> both on Netflix. American Vandal and uh, Black Mirror. In your particular case, Mo, I'd say <gasps> no. American Vandal. Oh, my gosh. I went to make a note on my phone. I've got 25 missed text messages. Oh, All right, let's uh, move on. We'll show you one of winning. Here's Martin. You ready to play Martin. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for hanging in there, buddy, because you've hung in there so long. You have lifelines for all three rounds if you make it that far. True or false? Oh, man. True or false? While (laughs) UCF celebrates its perfect season, Cleveland Brown fans will have a parade of their own to commemorate their 0-16 season. It's sponsored by Excedrin. Is that true or false? They're 0 and 16 season? Yeah, they didn't win a game this season, but they're having a parade. It's sponsored by Excedrin. You have lifelines if you want to use them. Okay, I'm going to save my lifeline, and I'm going to go ahead and with false. False. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. No. Sorry, it's true. Oh. <laughs> That's great. No Cleveland Browns? Nope. Who? Yeah, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That's true. what I said, Cleveland Browns. They're having a parade. <laughs> It's hard to go yes. 0 and 16. I mean, the fans. They, they came close. A couple Cleveland times. Brown fans yeah, will yeah. have a parade. I don't think the Browns will be. Mm. Well, yeah. Unless they maybe have some kind of sense of humor. Here is uh, Javier. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right, guy. Here we go, man. True or false? The Orlando Transit Authority has put the implementation of the Eurolift system on hold pending investigation results of the Amtrak train derailment in Washington State. Is that true or false? You have lifelines. Uh, I think it's false, but I'm going to give it a lifeline. All right, lifelines. I'm going to say that sounds uh, true. I'm going to say that sounds uh, false. All right, we have a split decision. Mm -hmm. Eddie the Shaman says true. Tickman says false. The Orlando Transit Authority has put the implementation of the Eurolift system on hold, pending investigation results of the Amtrak train derailment in Washington State. So what do you want to do, true or false? I'm going to go with Pinkman. You're saying false. That's your final oh, answer. Boy. Yeah, good job, man. False. Um, Round two for you. Uh-huh. Uh, common bond for you. This is Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. Here we go. Yours is common bond. Michelle Obama, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama. What do these four people have in common? You have lifelines, Javier. Yeah, I'm going to go with the lifeline. Okay, here All we right. go. Help him out. Do you think and, they're like the most Googled right now or searched or something? Or most something. They've all been to the White House. Mm-mm. They oh. are the most uh, popular people to talk about on the news. All right, don't, uh, yeah. That's your final answer. Let's just give them, you know. Well, 
They are the 2017 top four most admired people in America. Good enough. You were close enough, Eddie. Thanks, bud. All right, here we go, Javier. It's uh, Brad's who said that. Here's the quote. You can choose uh, either between Meryl Streep, Kevin Spacey, or J.K. Rowling. Here's the quote. For me personally, the inability to speak openly to fans about this issue has been difficult, frustrating, and at times painful. Was that Meryl Streep? Kevin Spacey, J.K. Rowling, of course, who's the author of the Perry, uh, Harry Potter series of books. Once again, the quote for me personally, the inability to speak openly to fans about this issue has been difficult, frustrating, and at times painful. Use your lifelines if you want them. Yeah, I'm going to use the lifeline, but I think is the... The last one is, I don't think it's Meryl Streep, and I don't think it's Kevin Spacey, because they openly, they are actors. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going with... Um, J.K. Rowling. What do yeah, you think, Eddie? Let me use her lifeline. I want to say J.K. Rowling, because like maybe she has like a whole new Harry Potter movie sequence thingy coming out, and everyone wants to know, and now they want to really want that information fast, and she can't give them anything, and so now it hurts. Mm. It hurts. I'm going with J.K. I was going to go with J.K. because she was a single mom and I believe almost homeless at one point in her life. Okay. So you going to want to stick with J.K. Rowling, Javier? Yes, yeah, sir. Let's go with all the guys. That's your final answer? That's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. 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 J.K. Yeah. Rowling. Good job, man. <laughs> you win. All right. Very nice. Woohoo! Here we go to uh, Dan. Ready to play, Dan? I'm right here. All right, Dan. Hang in there, buddy. Oh, boy. Stay warm, buddy. a long wait. True or false, a record 107.3 million people traveled to celebrate the holidays. Is that true or false? I'll say false. I think it was more than that. You have lifelines if you want to use them. All right. Let's use them. I agree with you. It was more. Pinkman? False. Everybody saying false? I guess so. That's your final answer? Yes. No, I'm sorry. Oh, it's, uh, sorry, it's man. True. true. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> Here is uh, Jen. Sad. Jen, true or false? Hi. Hi, Jen. How are you? She's happy. That's good. I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing okay. Here we go, Jen. <laughs> true or false? The Bergen Daily Record reported that more than 19 million Americans had packages stolen from their doorsteps oh. within the past year. Is that true or false? Oh, um... I'm going to say true because people are shady. All right, you want to use uh, your lifelines? I think that might be a good idea. Oh, boy. Yeah, that might be a good idea. I, I agree with you, sister. That is shady. I'm going to say... 19 million? I'm That's a lot, man. False. That's Why a lot you of say packages, false? man. Because I recommended that she use lifelines <laughs> after she said true. You know, it's I'm, just 19 million context, packages please. in one year? That's crazy talk. You're saying true or false, Eddie? I'm going to say it is not true that it is false. <laughs> oh, you changed your mind? Way no, to get on board. No, wait. <laughs> no, it, it's, no, that's too many people. Shady. I'm going to go false. That it wasn't true. Is that right? You think it's more people or less people? I think it's less. What was the newspaper, Jim? Oh, the Bergen Daily Record. I used to deliver that newspaper. Oh, 19 million Americans had packages stolen from their doorsteps within the past year. No way. Too many. Mr. Pinkman says false. Eddie can't make up his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie's a mess. Eddie now says false. What do you want to do there, Jen? Okay, I'm going to go with the boys and say false. That's your final answer? Yeah. All right, Jen, you're moving on to round two. Wow. There you go. It was only nine million, Eddie. Just nine million. There we go. Uh, Brad's in the news. Stories ripped. No, they're all shady. 
This is Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. And here we go. Boxing Day turned weird for one Taiwanese man as he took a blow and ended up in the hospital. Mr. Wang was taken to the Tung's Tai Chung Hospital where he was treated by Dr. Lu Li Hua. Apparently, some men would give their right you-know-what for a night of passionate lovemaking. Be careful what you wish for. What happened? Oh, wow. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use a lifeline on this one. I'm going to say he had a testy removed so he could make sweet love. I'm going to say he got his thing stuck in a sex toy or something. That's your final answer? To you. That's close enough. Yeah. Uh, his wife bit off his right testicle. Whoa, Jesus. Oh, wow. Ay, ay, ay. That is not what I thought. Uh-uh. A little bit from column A, a little oh, bit from column B. There's nothing else in column B now. It's empty. <laughs> Here we go. Here's Brad Seuss who said that. I'll give you a quote. Tell me who said it. Here's the quote. You have lifelines. Quote, if you can't feed 100 people, then feed just one. Now, who said that? Mother Teresa, Matt Damon, or Sally Struthers? If you can't feed 100 people, then feed just one. You want lifelines? Yes, please. All right. Oh, man, that sounds so Mother Theresian. But I also remember watching Sally. I'm going to go with Sally. Go feed with the Sally kids. Struthers, yeah. I'm yep. going to go the Mother Teresa. I've got another split decision. It's up to you, Jen. You can feed 100 people. If you can't feed 100 people, then feed just one. Mother Teresa, of course. Matt Damon, the actor, or Sally Struthers, the actor turned activist, I guess? Um, let's go with Sally Struthers. Oh, Sally Struthers, okay. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. No, I'm sorry. Is it Mother? It Mother Teresa. Ah, oh, so sorry, again. Sally and the lady on the phone. Oh, mm. I'm sorry, Jen. Jen. All right, Beth Garrett, and uh, we'll take a couple of more contestants when we return. Then Eddie will get our our chief flowing. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news right now. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A moose licked a car clean of snow and road salt. This is a brilliant business opportunity. Winter moose wash. Trademark Big Daddy. Next, a woman's Crohn's disease ended up being a ketchup packet stuck in her intestines. Pretty sure you're supposed to open those and squeeze out the contents before you eat them. Finally, police have, at last, managed to arrest a Nigerian prince. As it turns out, the Nigerian prince was a 67-year-old Caucasian man in Louisiana. This is what we in Louisiana call a good old-fashioned Nigerian catfish in. Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. See Jack's trip to the Peach Bowl at realradio.fm. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing, 407-916-1041. And now back to the greatest game show ever. My husband and I were close to divorced, and a therapist recommended this. So you want to win it. On the Phillips file. All right, let's wrap this up so Eddie can get our chakras aligned for 2018. All right, Beth, are you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, Beth, here we go. Oh, sweetheart, true or false? Florida ranks second, only behind Hawaii. In quality of sleep, according to a sleep cycle study, Florida ranks second only behind Hawaii in quality of sleep. Is that true or false? And, Beth, you have lifelines. Okay, let me have my lifelines. Let me see what 
Eddie is going to say to me. I think, Beth. Leave the funny to the funny people. I I think, Beth, that it's not Florida. I'm going to say it's somewhere else because there's got to be somewhere quieter that's more dense where people go to bed a lot sooner and just sleep. You know, like one of those frozen tundras. I don't think Florida is in second. I'm going to say true. I think we are a sleepy community. Can you oh, set up just a little bit there, son? Yeah, so sorry. Is he slumping down? What's the like problem? Is, you know, no like slouching a, a on the air. Student. I Come start on. to melt towards the end of the day. Yeah, right, we have a split decision Friday there, Beth. Florida ranks second only behind Hawaii in quality of sleep. Is that true or false? Oh, God. I'm going to lose this on May. Mm-hmm. True. You're saying true. Yes. That's your final answer? Yes. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Beth. It's false. Florida ranks uh, second to last. As a matter Sorry, of fact. Beth. And Hawaii's Sorry, dead Beth. last, I think. We love you, Beth. You know that, but, you know, you can't win every time. Not this time. All right, Robert, here we go. Ready to play? Yes, I am. Okay, yes, Robert, here we go. Hang in there, buddy. We're going to help you along because you held on for so long. True or false, legend has it that Santa got his red coat from a 1930s ad by Coca-Cola. Is that true or false? You have lifelines. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say false, but let me go for Lifeline. Yeah. Uh, get Eddie. Uh, I'm going to say it's true. I think that is true. All right, we have two of your Lifelines saying true. Uh, I'm going to go with the majority. Uh, I'll go with true. That's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Right. You wore a variety of color suits through the years until Coca-Cola came along and said, you're going to put on a red suit, Santa. Oh, that nice. was a reward ad that made him. That did that. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm just you reading what know. I got in front of me. <laughs> Round two. Here's it's, Mo. It's Brad's, Thanks, Brad. It, Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. And yours is a common bond. Cush cane, canna bus, and puff pass and paint. What do these three things have in common? The raw marijuanas or uh, all marijuana? Uh, let's go a little. Let's dig a little deeper with your lifelines, okay? Okay. Here Bro, we go. Do you think they're the name of the dispensaries? Or do you think they are the top three weeds of the year? Did you see Don Lemon on CNN? I sure did. I got that bubbly. He didn't do bubbly, but he sure was toasted. Uh, I can't believe that would happen again. Again. And they're cool with that. And it was in New Orleans. I think now it's part of the reason why people watch Watch it. To see if he's going to be. To see how. Yeah, yeah, they went viral because of that. You think it was affected? Do you think he was like putting it on a little bit? I don't know. Because of that? He didn't seem like he really was uh, yeah, Let's work with this a little oh, bit. Oh, does this have to do with CNN's uh, marijuana coverage on That's New Year's Eve? You got it. Yes. You got it. Yeah, right. exactly. You got the, you got you the got bubbly. <laughs> I got that bubbly. Who got the bubbly? Oh, no. He didn't do that this year, but he was still in the oh, soup, I think. Daniel. Yeah, you would think they're calling it Don. You know, come on. Yeah, hey, settle down, do will you? Again, professional, but I think, maybe. I think no. you're right, Jack. I think it's now, now everybody, hey, they're going to, they're tuning, boss. You did. You're getting angry at Lemon. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Our ratings are way up. Why? Because they want to see Don Lemon toasted. So whether he's putting on an act or not, mm-hmm. this is pulling them in. <clears throat> Who's got the bubbly? Oh, Here we go, Brad. who said that. Here's the quote. I feel like a teenager again, cruising around with a bass in the backseat. I got to relive it, and I get to act like the oldest teenager in town, which is a lot of fun. Now, who said that? Jerry Seinfeld, James Corden, or Vanilla Ice? You have lifelines. Um, I'm going to say James Corden, but I'll go with lifeline. I feel like a teenager again. I'm going Vanilla Ice. I agree with James Corden because of uh, carpool karaoke. I think you're just being contrary today. I wouldn't dare. Okay, so... 
I'll, I'll, I'll add to this. It's All not right. Jerry Seinfeld. So it's so? either James Ooh. Corden or Vanilla Ice. What do you want to do, Robert? Uh, what do you think, Jim? Well, <laughs> if I had my druthers, I'd pick one of those two I just oh, mentioned. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with my first instincts and, and, and Pinky the uh, um, James Corden. You want to think that over again? Uh, how about Vanilla Ice? That's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, listen up. That's All right. good. Got one more to go. Here is uh, Garrett. You're the last to play. All right, Garrett? Hooray. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't sound so exciting. <laughs> okay, Garrett, here we Classic go, buddy. Garrett. You're the last player, so, you know, just try to follow my hints. All right, all right. True or false, the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey. Is that true or false? What do you think, guys? I, I thought Elf may have been the highest gross of Christmas, but what do, you, what do y'all think? Uh, I thought it was Gremlins. You um, know, I tried to watch Elf again. I cannot get into that movie. You don't like Will Ferrell? It's Will Ferrell. No, I like Will Ferrell, mm. but I couldn't get into Elf. I just wasn't it maybe it, Home Alone? Oh, we that we like now it? watch it every year. Rules. We watch Elf every year now. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the one they said. I'm gonna go false. What do you think, Peyton? Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Uh, no, I don't think it was uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. So you're both saying false? Yes. All right, there you go, Garrett. What do you want to do, true or false? Let's go false. All right. Oh, boy. That's your final answer? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It is false. Oh, yeah. Home Alone. You're Home right, Alone Eddie. takes the cake. Yep. Home Alone. Nice. Mm-hmm. Round two. Here's Mo. Uh, Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. Former New York Mets slugger Daryl Strawberry opened up to Dr. Oz about his unusual playing habits. Strawberry was known for his ability to play the field, hit home runs, as well as his speed from first base to home. Makes perfect sense now. How did he occupy his time between innings? Uh, I would imagine maybe drug use of some sort. But, no, um, not really. Uh, he was known for but, that, but that's not what this is. Speedy. Yeah. Very speedy. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? He was having illicit sex. That's your final answer? Right. There you go. In between innings, he was having sex with women picked from the stands. Totes. Same. He was ah, hooking up. I got Works for Eddie. There we go, Brad. Oh, who said Eddie. that. <laughs> uh, Brad, who said that. Uh, pick one of these three people. It's either Hillary Clinton, uh, Rebel Wilson, or Kelly Clarkson. True. Uh, not true or false. Here's the quote. In the years to come, there will be trolls galore, online and in person, eager to tell you that you don't have anything worthwhile to say or anything meaningful to contribute. Hillary Clinton, Rebel Wilson, Kelly Clarkson, use your lifelines if you want to. Uh, lifelines, I lean on Kelly Clarkson. It sounds. I was leaning towards Kelly also. Right. The term troll seems what do you think there, uh, Pinkman? Rebel Wilson. Uh, okay, I'm going to help you out a little bit. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, clue to help you along. It's not Rebel Wilson or Kelly Clarkson. Oh, brother. Go with Hillary. We'll go with the last one, then. Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton. That's your final answer? Yep. Yeah, baby. Look at that. Good job there, buddy. Good job. Congratulations, and thank you for playing So You Want to Win It. Oh, yes. Once again, my children, it is time to let your yin meet your yang. Reach deep into your soul, find your inner child, and teach him not to touch himself in public. 
It's the hardest working man in the business. I give you Eddie the shop man. Hang in there. Don't get nervous. It's not Friday. I know what you're thinking. I get confused, too. But I chalk it up to age. But uh, we're not here Fridays anymore. Jim Colbert show from 3 to 7 on Friday. So we're taking what we normally did on Friday and shoving them into Thursday. So Eddie the Shaman is here. He's got his love bells. Let's get that chief flown for a long weekend. Oh, my brother. When Jim Phillips says shove it, you shove it. Jim, I got to say, what an honor it is to see my brother Jim on the eve of our 22nd anniversary. Happy New Year, Eddie. Happy New Year to you. And it is a new year, brothers and sisters of love. Mm -hmm. Remember, just like we talked, Catherine, many moons ago, Jim, anything left over from the New Year's, just just shake it off your shoulder, man. Just brush it right off. And you know something, man? I want you to know, Jim, I want you to know that we have we've stretched the boundaries pretty much of almost every dimension since we've been on the air together. Yeah. We've gone to some really funky places. We've gone to some pretty cool places and we've gone to some pretty strange places. But the greatest thing is, Jim, is one of the things we can do is we can always breathe, relax and let it go. So what we're going to do right now is I brought my Tibetan singing bowl, which you have been very fond of striking. I'm going to give it a good strike because, Jim, when we more. strike this. Yeah. What's going to happen is all the old energy that's in this room, all the old Fridays are going to merge. Like you said, we're going to shove it into a Thursday. So are you ready for this? Yeah, Here we go. Oh, I feel it. Now, as we let that vibration start to sing, because remember, Jim, it it is the striker that makes the Tibetan bowl sing. So... As we let it sing, Jim, I wish to you a happy year of the two, a happy first Thursday to you, a new time and a new space, my brother. And for numerology, you know we always do this, the year is 2018. Dude, we met in 1996. What? And the year is 2018. Wow. That's how surreal this gets. So if the year is... I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't don't like how fast it goes. But at the same time... I'm telling you, they're absolutely correct. The older you get, the faster it goes. You practiced a little bit of time control over your break where you said, I'm trying to bend time and space. I'm not going to be constricted by time, by a clock, by a watch, by a thought. And you just let yourself go into that blissful void. And that is when you truly relax, you can truly let go of everything. That is the moment. So, Jim, we've been working on it. So when you think about it for numerology, brothers and sisters, the year 2018, you add them all up. Obviously, that enters to 11. But then we have to break it down to single digits. So then we add the one and the one, and that gives us the two. So this is the year of the two, the year of partnerships. This is the time, many years, Jim, we have worked on oneness. I'm always talking about finding your oneness. Hey, let's achieve oneness, oneness with the universe, oneness with yourself. Well, guess what, bro? We're done doing the oneness. Now it's time for the two-ness. Because when you think about it, we're on our 22nd year, which, of course, is double twos. So if you think of double twos, that's twice as much energy. That's why this year, Jim, is going to be special. It's going to be different. And for those who want it to be different from last year, it is totally different because last year was last year. I know it sounds simple, but you have to let go of that, man. Remember, don't look in the rear view. Look at the windshield. So, Jim. The symbol this year for the number two, for our numerology's sake, is the moon. Now, if anyone noticed, we had a nice full moon coming in across that New Year's Eve. It was amazing, Jim. People sending pictures. Some people are like, ooh, look at the snow moon. I'm in Indiana. Look at the snow. Or you could be in North Florida. Be like, look at the snow. That's how strange and different this world is, and that's how strange and different we need to embrace it. Because, Jim, you did tell me something, and I'm going to bring that up a little bit later, about our mantra for the year. But since we know the symbol is the moon, connect with the moon this year brothers and sisters of love get in touch with the moon remember there's two cycles two cycles there is what are the two waxing and waning but always remember that the moon is always there for you now think about this for my tarot cards or 
Tarot, as they like to call it, the High Priestess is our marker. So if you want to, look up the High Priestess in your tarot card, because that is one of our guardian spirits that's going to help us throughout the entire year. Remember, we only have one year, and we only do it on Thursdays now. And of course, Jim, just like we talked about with my little Tibetan singing bowl... The great thing about the singing bowl is that, Jim, the vibrations, man. When was the last time you felt a good vibration, Jim? Like a serious vibration. Not like a truck going by your house rumbling, but Every like Sunday, a vibration. Eddie, I, am a, I am a member of the Church of Love and a Good Vibration. Oh, my brother. I will, I, I will the go, Beach Boys. I will go mm-hmm. to that church, my brother, because you know he did. They wanted good vibrations. They didn't say, hey, let's send out bad vibrations. But, Jim, that's yeah. the key of the year of the two. We're talking about a different energy, a different vibration, because, Jim, you put off one vibration. I put on another vibration, mm-hmm. and when we're together, what do we do? We coexist. We vibrate. <gasps> yes. Yes. You, see, you know exactly what I'm going to say. Because when you think about it, I'm Jim, very excited now. we are I'm the vibration. Are and you? Jim, ah. remember, wow. if I am the sun, who are you, Jim? I'm the moon, bitch. That's right, bitch. So there I was, Jim. There I was. There I was, Jim. We were in Mexico. Mexico, for those who are from there. Uh-huh. And Jim, we yeah. went to the Mayan temples, yeah. and there I was at the Mayan temples, and the guy, Yoel, his real name was Joel, but he called himself Yoel. Yoel was like, my friend, I've noticed you have many necklaces. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I have like six. And he's just like, do you know where you are? And I'm like, uh, Mexico? <laughs> and I'm like, the Mayan temples? He goes, no, you are between the sun and the moon. And I was like, and all of a sudden, everything went, what are you talking about, bro? Like, it was my Jim Phillips moment, like, what? Are you really? talking about right now? And he said, he goes, this temple is the sun and this temple is the moon. And right now you are literally Get between. Out. Dude, you want to know? Here's the gym. Here's the sick thing about it. Do you know how they found these temples, bro? Dude, they're just dirt mounds. You're walking along. Some guy kicked a rock and he's like, wait a minute. This looks like a cornerstone of a temple or something. And the excavators came and they pulled the dirt away. And there all of a sudden you're standing in front of this giant temple. And then right to the right of it is another dirt mound. So you know what's under there, Jim? Mm-mm. What? Another temple. And that's the thing. That's why excavators, when they remove the dirt, they find this thing. So, Jim, think about it. When we shower, we remove the dirt. Yeah. When we change our clothes, we remove the dirt. When we change our mind, Jim, don't you remove the dirt? Yeah, that like been the sitting? metaphor. Exactly. So, Jim, think about this. Now the keys are not only the vibrations, not only the Mayan temples, but the fact that, Jim, we're talking about a harmonious union. Are you ready for a harmonious union this year? Are you? Uh, of course. I know I am. I know. Thank you for not saying no. Because Jim, think about <laughs> I'm it. I'm so nervous with anticipation. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Because now you're going to be looking around like, am I vibrating off a of jack right now? Because everything's getting a little lighter in the room. I got to take a breath. I'm going to take a breath. Okay, good. I'm taking a breath. Thank okay. you, Jack. Because Jack I'm teaches me. I'm telling you, that's it. And the other thing is, Jim, is now we're banking on that yin energy. You know, we got a lot of yang. Brothers and sisters of love, Jack, Jim, and I, and Pinkman, we got the yang. And what about me? Moira, you got sweet yins. Oh, Let that's me tell you about nice, that you got there. Oh, boy. That's the thing. This is your year, Mo. Hi, Priestess. Hashtag me, too. Exactly. Yin, <laughs> it is female energy, Mo. This is the year you need to thrive even more. This is your year to just stand up and be like, check it out. Get I some of this. Strive to thrive. Exactly. And why? What planet are we on? We're on the Mother Earth, which is a female. That's correct. Not only that, our relationship to the Earth, we're starting to get back to. A lot of people are like, hey, man, maybe we should start paying attention to the Earth again. She is the mothership, and we are riding her. And of course, as you know, I'm a big proponent of the she, the shared human experience. But Jim, can you share the experience by yourself? No. 
Sorry. Well, you share it with someone, Eddie. There you go. Now, here's the thing. That's the thing. The key is Jim's right and Mo's right. Because, Jim, we are not alone, and yet we're alone. You're alone. I'm alone. But at the same time, we have ourselves. That's what you learn. you got to trust yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. And then, like Mo just said, you've got to turn it on to someone else. So, Mo, this is the year for, are you ready? You need to be a peacemaker. Jim, you need to be a peace creator. Okay. Isn't that exciting? Are you ready? Yeah, I know. Think about all the ways that you can create peace. Now, believe it or not, when you work in your shop and you're making a little yo-yo or a bowl or something for Eddie, you are creating (laughs) peace for Eddie by putting your energy through that. I got it. You know what I mean? It's meditative. Sanding wood, pat the dog. You know the mantras, man. What do you What do you want me to make you? Mailbox? Oh, dude, I would love a good mailbox because our mailbox is one of those like fivers. So I would have my own special mailbox. I would be the only kid in the mailbox in the HC. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, Jim, here's the thing you got to remember real quick. Yeah. We have a new mantra. Now, the new mantra Jim had brought very in. Exciting. Jim brought in. Be in the bardo, which is the state and space between life and death. And Jim, I took that Be to another bardo. level. Yeah. I took it I took it to another level, Jim. Yeah. I decided what we're gonna do is we need to alleviate into zero one eight. What that means is this year you're gonna be the light. You're gonna alleviate stress. You're gonna alleviate financial burden. You're gonna alleviate loneliness. You are gonna alleviate bell strikers like Eddie. And remember what the moose said, Jim. What did the, the moose, moose say? said? You need to see your potential. You need to take pride in yourself, and most importantly, honor your right to okay. be. Okay. Take breath in. Let it go. Oh. Be the peacemaker, and remember three things: Here we go. peace, love, and the Phillips file on Thursdays. Shaka! Thank you for partaking in the cleansing of your soul. This is just one step in your journey to oh, peace and happiness. Yeah. Remember to keep your chakras in line. And wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Doesn't get any better than that. Wow. Thank you, Eddie. Good job. Oh, I am energized for 2018. Nice. Okay, remember, we're not here tomorrow. New things, Phillips File, four days a week. Jim Colbert Show begins tomorrow at 3 on Real Radio. Good luck to the, him and his crew. All right, we're out of here. Back Monday at 3 tonight. Eat dessert first grade like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Be sure to buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye. Take care. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.